Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 505. Hopefully you guys have had a great day. We've got a great guest for you this Friday evening, the Greens. Guys, how are you doing this evening? You want to say hello and tell everybody where they can find you? Hello, everybody. My name's Julie. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Greens Goddess, Greens with a Z. Um, I know there's a lot of lovely ladies out there with a very similar name to mine. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much where you could find me. A lot of you might know me already, those of you that don't. Um, basically, I'm just kind of into growing cannabis and sharing information about cannabis medicine. And uh, that's pretty much all of the stuff on my Instagram is all about pictures and whatnot. Just showing you what I've been doing and then sharing it with other people in case that they want to know how to do the same thing. And right now I'm stuck in trim gel because it's Croctober. <laughs> what so are you experiencing? I guess it's a good follow-up question. This one is Phoenix Fire. Good thing I kept my tags all summer long. That Phoenix Fire is by um, Soul Fire Seeds or Soul Fire, Soul Fire Genetics. And I'm just trying to, um, before everything gets too crisp, because I live out in Colorado, um, I'm trying to trim it up really quick and just put it in um, jars for now before it gets too dried out. Some of these plants have already been hanging for two weeks, so those are the ones I'm working on right now. Have you done any outdoors? No, only, well, nothing I'm going to claim to be outdoor. Be honest with you. <laughs> I threw a few things out to reveg so I could take cuts of them, and uh, that's about it. So I've thrown something out to reveg, taking my cuts, and if they threw out any sort of bud, I was happy. But I never threw anything out with the intentions oh. of being an outdoor plant. Even today, I still do the kind of in Michigan here, you allowed 12 plants recreational plus your medical plants. They have to be in separate areas. A lot of oh, times. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it, it is. And yes and no, it's a messed up system, really. Yeah, I heard about the whole Michigan so, caregiver thing. That sucks. That really yeah, sucks. that's messed up. That's, that is messed up. But it's messed up in another way that the way that it's handled. You know, as medical yeah. patients here, we're, we're limited to plants and mainly medicine. That's the bummer part here. So as a Michigan caregiver, I'm only legally allowed to have on hand 2.5 ounces of readily usable cannabis per patient. Time? Okay. Pardon me? At a time? Like, are you allowed to do perpetual? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I do a perpetual mainly for that reason. Yeah. To keep things going and keep the number, you know, manageable. Well, so there's a limit there of what I can have. But now, uh, my recre if go recreational now, I'm allowed twelve plants, and anything I'm able to produce recreationally, you know, as long as it stays on that side, is legal. If you 
able to, you know, you put 12 plants outside for recreational, you pull 20 pounds off that whatever. As long as that's recreational, that's okay. Don't worry about it. You're good. Party on, Garth. You know what I mean? But call that, call that medicine. And now your hands are tied. Wow. And, you know, it, it should be so that regulated, make- handled. Yeah. You know what I mean? Limited. It's very unfair. That, so that's it is what unfair. I mean we unfair. came a long way to get access to medicine that, that we want to choose. And for someone to just kind of look more at um, money than looking at the needs of the actual patients breaks my freaking heart, man. Did you see that one? um thing going around i posted it to one of my stories this this lady was um very sad and pleading to um the council wherever she was at i I believe it was in michigan saying out of all the patients which one of us should the caregiver get rid of because you're telling the caregiver they can only choose one she's like what about me with my issues that i need cannabis medicine for what about that girl with her issues what about that man with his issues which one of us is more important than the other because uh, it bothers me. I'm gonna try not to get too hot about that right now, but um, it breaks my heart. And uh, fortunately, things need to fire people up in order for a change to happen. So there's one. <laughs> um, not that I haven't heard that that's happening in Colorado yet, but just because one state's trying to get away with it doesn't mean other states won't try to get away with it too. So right now, um, I'm a caregiver also. We're allowed to have as many patients as we want, but we can only have a plant count. As far as I'm concerned, the rules right now, we can only have a plant count up to 99 plants. So um, I could do that. And um, getting patients is uh, not always easy because a lot of people would rather just go to the um, store, you know? And that's a lot easier for them, even though it's more expensive and they're probably not getting like organic or good quality buds. Um, So that part sucks. Um, But yeah, I've got a few patients and I'm doing a few different things for them. One of them really loves my oil that I make, a one-to-one. That's my favorite thing to do is just make a one-to-one CBD THC oil because it has so many benefits when you put the two of those together. And I love growing outdoors because I think you get way better trichome production when you get it from the natural sun. And it's been all organic the past three seasons. This season being my tallest, I got the tallest plants this year. And um, I don't think I'm gonna do that again. Uh, wait, wait okay. too much. Um, you know, I have a, a, a limited size in my hoop house. And so towards the end, it felt like it was too small of a house for these big, gigantic, huge plants. So, and those seeds were started in January. So I think this year I would like to probably, not April, I feel like April's too late. Maybe in March, maybe I'll start seeds in March and then put them outdoors around the end of May. Maybe those ones will come and get up to the perfect height without the um, greenhouse kind of, you know, hiding it all. I gotta be careful. I'm not trying to have like my neighbors look by and see what I got, these monster bushes out back and, you know, someone try to get a fresh idea. Is that why you don't grow outdoors? That's got a lot to do with it. 
that has yeah. a lot to do with it. You know, well, it's part of a pain in the ass for me to do split it up. And that has a lot to do with it because I am mainly an indoor grower. So to put some plants outside, I feel like is inviting. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. If they see some out there, then I don't know. Like, I feel like. Oh, yeah. If he's got that, I almost did it this year. Yeah. Or, and I got discouraged last year because I do live out in the country, but there's there is a lot that backs up to my out of all of there's out of all the place. There's one lot directly behind me, and they actually put a camper like right on the property line that was like overlooking my property. A camper. What? It was a camper. There was actually somebody camping on the property line, and they're like their morning coffee view was like my backyard, right where I was gonna put the plants, and I was like, "Yeah, this is a terrible idea." Yeah, it would be. You know what? I would put a compost pile right there. <laughs> oh, but I don't know. Well, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of wish where the pile would go. <laughs> I that was like the end thought there, but in the beginning, yeah, I was like, because I would do the show, I told you, until like 4 20, and it, I was like drinking some coffee after the show and then getting up and like mowing the lawn at like wait six, after the right show, out. you stay up more. I was, I was then just oh. to like trying to discourage moving the camper there. I just oh. like the morning wake up, and yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. So no, I I don't grow outdoors. I would like to at some point, but eh, perpetual words. Have you done autos? No, I do not. I, I've tried them a few times. Once way back when, and that wasn't worth a crap. And then uh, like a year <laughs> and a half ago. I tried some. I got some. I'm not even gonna say whose they were. Uh, uh, I I got some from an event, the Detroit Cup. Okay. And somebody handed me some, and I popped them, and a bunch of us had got them. And they're like, "Had they sexed yet?" And I was like, "What? You know what I mean? That's even a thing. <laughs> There's a male and female auto." I, uh, they're like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Well." any words of shit <laughs> so it ended up i dropped five three were males and then the other two just kind of sputtered and i ended up just like throwing them out i'm like this isn't even worth damn that sucks life. so i was gonna say um if you did get a uh, good auto seats to do you could do those outdoors then that way you don't have to worry about them if camper guy isn't there anymore you know, you don't have to worry about like October. A lot of people realizing, you know, oh, I know what October is harvest season. So, you know, we should go get the plants then. If you're doing autos, you know, they'll hurry up and finish before October even comes along. And they won't go super huge. Like these plants were way fucking noticeable, which is why there's no way I'm doing that again. Not on this property anyways, maybe on a different property. I'll grow some big ass trees. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed doing it. It was a lot of fun, but um, it, it is, I feel kind of a little bit sad about it, honestly. You know, it, 
looking at that greenhouse now, it almost kind of feels like empty nesting. You know, your babies are all grown up and moved out. I mean, I've had the, these plants for like 10 months now. That's almost a little bit longer than a full-term pregnancy. So I'm happy about what the next level is, obviously, and that's um, getting these to the patients and making oils. The majority of this is going to oils. But it's kind of sad, you know, I don't have my plants to go out and water and take pictures with. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be nice. Be a nice crop while the outdoors. Those are definitely some uh, large ladies there for sure. Yeah, they, these ones are taller <laughs> than me. They were way taller than me when I was growing them. Yeah, they were really nice. I definitely had a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, I, I it's got to be what, a, uh, what, what am six I six foot ladder there, huh? Oh, I ain't telling you how many plants I have there next to you. Yeah, so I'm about five feet something, and these are hanging, but um, yeah, the top is about right here where my foot is at, and then the bottom is a few more feet taller than me, so seven, eight feet, eight feet tall. And that's how tall the hoop house was. And they would have gone larger if I didn't have to hide them in, and like cage them in. So um, I definitely should have um, lollipop them a bit more because obviously all this bottom stuff ain't much, but it's all going into oil anyways. So I don't mind it so much. So part of what I do here is Get to know the person behind the IGs, the YouTubes, and all that. Kind of get to know them a little, a little better and figure out, you know, what what set them on where they are today. So usually where I kick it off is, if you don't mind sharing, when was your first experience with cannabis? Um, smoking it? Growing it? Um... <laughs> Okay, so my parents never smoked or drank or did any drugs, right? Good Christian parents. First time I smoked was when I was in, um, I, I, I tried it a few times in junior high, but wasn't too crazy about it. It wasn't until high school that I started probably smoking much better stuff. And I really, really, really liked it. So I was probably about like 15 years old, which is um, weird because today's my daughter's birthday. She just turned 15 too. <laughs> um so that's why I started smoking then what happened is um back in 2001 the 9-11 thing happened and my boyfriend who's now my husband but my boyfriend at the time had joined the marines um to go fight in the uh war in Iraq twice he was deployed twice but um, so we ended up getting married because he had joined the service and was stationed in North Carolina. We decided to get married. And uh, when I went out there, there's like, no weed, it's brick weed. Okay, wait, let me back up again. I'm from California, the Bay Area. So we always had really, really, really great weed. Then when I moved out to North Carolina and tried getting weed off of who knows who, you know, some creepy weirdo, um, it was fucking terrible. I've never in my entire life witnessed brick weed until I went out there and I couldn't believe 
how cheap it was. But I also couldn't believe how many seeds and stems were in there. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And you smoked it and you really didn't like get that high from it. It was terrible. So I wanted to try to learn how to grow. Um, but uh, people out in North Carolina didn't like that too much. Someone somehow snitched on me and the police came knocking on my door um, wanting to know where um, my trees. <laughs> I mean, if you saw what they look like, you'd laugh, but they said, where's your trees? Where's your trees? I'm like, trees? Like the plants, they look like hemp plants, okay? Because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was growing in a small container of miracle Grow in like a closet. So they look like crap. The seeds I got were crap. It was terrible. I was just trying to figure out how I could grow on my own so I could smoke my own stuff. But obviously we know now if you don't start off with good seeds, you're not going to have good weed. It was pretty much growing like a hemp. It was about this tall. It was like one pole, super skinny, lanky. The buds probably looked more like this, you know, shitty, <laughs> tiny little frail nothings. And um, damn, they fucking arrested me for that shit. Well, um, I also had shrooms on me at the time too. I was holding on to those for a special occasion and they found that and amongst other things, then they charged me for growing and um, intent to sell and deliver and all this other bullshit that they could, you know, point their finger at me with, which is fucked up. I fucking hate the legal system. Sometimes it's always unfair. Um, but anyways, I got in trouble doing that. So after that, um, I never wanted to grow again until, um, so years later after he got out of the service, um, a lot of people were legalizing it, starting to legalize it in California and Colorado that I knew of at the time. So uh, we ended up years later moving out here to Colorado. And um, once we got our own house, I started growing. I actually started, I got myself a badge and started working in the industry. So I started off as a trimmer. I used to go uh, on this trim crew all over Denver um, to a whole bunch of different grows. And this is when the market first flipped to um, like recreational. And a lot of um, certain types of people were coming in and uh, getting all the licenses like they did this uh, lotto thing for a license where you you were lucky if you won the ticket where you could get a license to grow so those people who are growing aren't good growers or even care about the product they're just people who want to make fast money so a lot of times we had really really shitty weed and being a trimmer going to everybody's place you see the conditions that those plants are in and like the nastiness of trimming up weed with like mold and bugs and stuff like that after a while you just kind of like walk off of job sites because you're like your weed is molding i'm not sitting here trimming that shit and um i never liked trimming i always wanted to be a grower but i just did that to get my foot in the door and eventually i became a grower so it's been uphill ever since then are you out of here bye love you thanks for visiting see ya and um I really, really, really liked growing. I've worked at a couple places growing for them. And then I had a friend of mine that was like all into organics. And so when I was doing it at home, I wanted, at first I was doing it like hydroponically because that's the way I learned how to do it at work. But then I wanted to get into growing organic. So that's when I started doing that and playing around at home and growing organic. 
So that's been um, a slippery slope ever since because with hydroponics, it's an easy, it's an easy recipe. It's so freaking easy to grow weed. And then get, switching over to organics, um, I had to learn a lot more about plants and soil and bugs and pests and just a lot more issues were arising that um, it, it's fun, you know, because you're learning how to do something different. I always call it like learning a new language. I'm enjoying it, but I'm not gonna lie. It, it can be very frustrating at times <laughs> when things don't always go your way or they don't look so great and you're trying to find someone who could help you. And for the longest time, I couldn't find anyone who would help me out with anything. And it was really, really hard having to learn how to do all this on my own. But then, um, um, you know what really pushed it? Well, there's a few things kind of leading up to the event where I just so happened to hear someone give a talk about growing organic or they mentioned a book or maybe now I'm on some group or, you know, what you're saying, like watching certain shows like the Weed Nerd World. Sometimes you kind of like sprinkle these things in that are teaching you all about organic. And uh, what happened was this one place that I really loved working at, um, the manager and I didn't get, a, well, he wasn't the manager. He was like the master grower and you know how people with those titles can be sometimes. Have you ever worked in the industry? No, I've been a grower for myself the whole time. No, okay. Into, <laughs> to be honest with you, it seems a, a little disheartening. You know, we've yes. always all had that dream of being that big scale grower. And then when they, I hear people taking these jobs, it's like, uh, it's, it's nothing that I thought I'd be. All I do is just strip leaves or, you know, all I do is clean up. It's just irritating. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So I haven't, I haven't even considered it yet. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> I was almost thinking earlier, sometimes I wonder if having it uh, working in the industry had almost ruined, not ruined, but yeah, made it a little bit harder. My my dream, my happiness. When I first started in there, it was fun, and I love I love watering plants. I love being around plants. I love pruning them and taking care of them and watching them grow. It's like my favorite thing to do. But um, behind that are a lot of pressures from other people that work with you that are like, if something goes wrong, they're trying to blame it on you, or if they're doing something wrong and you're trying to like explain to them, hey, I think that you, we should do this a little bit differently and they don't want to hear it. It's, it's hard, you know, because it's not just your garden, it's his garden and you got to do whatever he tells you to do. So um, anyways... Uh, these guys sometimes, and I'm not saying everybody, I've met some really, really cool dudes and they've kept a level head, even though, I mean, it does get pretty stressful having that job as a master grower, but I, my, I have had my fair share of douchebags that I've had to work with. And so after that last one, I was tired of it. I'm like, this is kind of a reoccurring thing. You know, it doesn't matter where I'm growing at, I'm always bound to, to run into this same, um, it's like when life is, uh, you, you gotta learn a life lesson. That's why certain things keep repeating in your life all the time. 
because you have to overcome it somehow. So that was a thing happening to me at the time. And um, once I saw it again, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm out of here. That's when I was starting to focus on my grow at home more. And, um, and I started focusing on my website more. Like I do, um, I'm a co-founder for Luna Gardens Foundation. And basically what we like to do is help educate people about cannabis medicine and how it helps you heal which type of medicine you might need to take depending on your condition. And if you're new and stuff like that, like what kind of doses you need to take because a lot of people here that maybe uh, taking some cannabis or some CBD might help them and they go to the store to get it and the people aren't that educated. Not every store, some stores have very educated uh, bud tenders, which is nice, but the majority of stores don't. And um, the people don't know who they could go to to get information about what should they be taking because if grandma wants a little medication for her glaucoma, no, she should not be told to buy dabs because they're on sale right now. I mean, that's just stupid. Um, so anyways, I would like uh, sharing educational information with people. We put up these flyers and it just talks about cannabis, the endocannabinoid system, and um, different kinds of like medications you could take and um, you know talks about uh, terpenes different types of terpenes and whatnot dosing starting off low going slow we also put up these stickers that a lot of cool places let us leave stickers I don't know if you can clearly see that but it just talks about endocannabinoids what they do for your body and plant medicine in general what plant medicine can do for your body um, I don't know why I started going off on that rant. Oh yeah, you were asking me about what I was doing. And so that's what I'm kind of doing now. I'm kind of glad that I had left um, the industry and I'm not working for Chad and Brad anymore. You know, I could just, I'm working for myself now. If things go wrong, it's my fault. I'm okay with that. You know, I got myself to blame. And if things go right, it's because of me. <laughs> I got myself to think. Um, but I had to break free of, of that pattern of feeling like um, I'm trying my hardest to work for somebody else and I'm putting my heart and soul into what I'm doing and they could care less. And that's just, it's how it is at some places. I'm not saying all places are like that. There's a lot of other places I wish that I could work at, but um, I just, I just don't think that that is meant for me. And I'm still trying to figure out what is meant for me in my life. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. But um, do you do tarot cards? Do you believe in like tarot cards and stuff like that? Yes. yes. <laughs> we talk a I lot of frequency. I cards. Huh? I got I, I, frequency. I've got gemstones behind the microphone. I got sweet grass tied around my microphone. So yeah, I, I'm a believer. Cool and weird stuff. <laughs> uh, dude, I always consult my, my tarot cards for real because they, they're not telling me what to do, but they're showing me what's happening. So I'm like, okay, fair, fair enough, I get it. When I had left that job, I was so brokenhearted because I, I wanted that so badly and, and I have it and it's not awesome. I don't know. I don't know what other words to use. You know what I mean? It's not what you thought that it would turn out to be. 
So I consulted my tarot cards and I got this one, um, I forgot what it was, but I'll explain it to you. <laughs> Man, I think I might know the name. It's the person kind of hunched over um, with the cloak in the dark with the lamp and the book. But the tarot card that I have is um, a lady at home on her computer. Um, so basically what it was saying is sometimes in your life, you go through phases where you need to take the time to kind of recess, like take a little step back from what's going on in the world and go back to studies, whatever studies that is, it's just going back to taking the time to do studies. And that's totally what, what happened with me because after I left, I took the time to be at home to study everything about growing organically. And I shared everything that I learned with everybody on Instagram. I know a lot of people, I don't really see your chat right now, so I can't chat on your YouTube, but um, I know we've been talking a lot in chat. So I met a lot of really awesome people in chat. I've seen a lot of amazing shows. I've learned so much. I needed that moment to step back and, you know, um, be by myself with my, my computer and learn and take the time to do that. So recently I consulted my tarot cards again, feeling a bit lost as I usually do. And um, well, one of them was, uh, shoot, I forgot the picture. I wanna say like a baby riding on, not a unicorn, but like maybe a tiger or some, and maybe it's riding on a horse. But anyways, um, basically what it meant was that um, now it's just the time to relax and have fun. So I'm like, okay, instead of thinking or worrying or planning, I'm just gonna relax and just have fun with whatever comes my way and try to be creative with it. So that's what I've been up to lately. But yeah, man, I love, I love the tarot cards. I love um, if I got an issue that I, I need help with, I mean, they won't tell you what to do. When you come to this world, you have your own freedom to um, make your own choices. But they might guide you in certain directions and let you know this is what's going on in your life, but this is your future. So think about that. And sometimes they could warn you to be prepared about something. Either something going on right now or something coming up in the future. So I think that shit's pretty cool. I also like having a shitload of different crystals around too. <laughs> Good. They can't hurt. No. So let's see. Everything in a nutshell, that's pretty much it. So lately, um, recently, I've been reached out to by some ladies who are doing this website. And um, they wanted someone to do some, some blogging for them. So that's what I'm doing right now. I have fun taking pictures of everything I'm doing anyway. So now I'm just doing that same thing, but writing a blog for their website. And uh, so, you know, that's fun. It's just fun and creative, like kind of, I don't know. That's what I would like to do without being stressed about anything. Like I wanted to have fun and be creative in a, a growing weed but when somebody else is paying for that <laughs> they don't want you to be fun and creative <laughs> they want you to produce uh pounds <laughs> so well i think a lot of that stuff there's the love that goes into it you know what i mean that's yeah. where craft cannabis i think plays a part is that relationship you have with the plant comes out in the end product through yes. the apartment the way they're deal, dealt with 
And uh, as far as crystals goes, we've even talked about, we talk a lot of that kind of frequency kind of stuff, crystals around here, but we've talked a lot about actually putting crystals in with your plants as showing yeah. effects. And, you know, we've talked about grounding them together. You know what I mean? Because they talk to each other through the root systems and carry electronic signals and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it's right in the realm of what we talk about quite a bit here. So, well, even yeah. uh, naturally, crystals are all found within the ground. Um, I was reading a bit about it, um, not deep diving into it too much, but they're saying just like, you know, how crystal tonics and being around crystals and meditating with crystals, like you said, you had crystals right behind you, being around them can help out with certain frequencies or energies and vibrations happening around you. It could do the same thing with the plant, but also that um, certain plants only grow around certain types of uh, crystals and gems because they need the um, minerals or whatever is coming off of that particular crystal and how some crystals can even ward off certain weeds that you don't want growing in your gardens because they, they are good for certain plants and not good for certain other plants. And um, then some people were going into how crystals can heal plants just as well as it could heal people, which like, I, I want to believe that, but they're saying, yeah, if you have like a sick plant, put like, um, I forgot what stone, I want to say tourmaline, put a stone on your plant, it'll help your plant feel better. I'm like thinking, if I've got a sick plant, uh, it's probably something in the soil or, or maybe it's got a virus or something. I don't know if uh, putting a crystal in the pot is going to help, but I don't know. And then, you know, you got those people that are like, there's not enough scientific studies that show that, you know, that crystals really work. Um, never be. They will fucking never be if no you don't got try. Money or time you know what I mean? If, if you don't have break. the patience to try it, everybody will always scoff. You know what I mean? They'll never yes, be yes. the evidence if you scoff at the idea. You know what I mean? You got to at least try it. You know, that's my thoughts. Yeah, that, that. to me, that, that I, is... I think it's possible. I've never... I've okay, never okay. really so heard look, of it or tried it, but... Crystals that could help sick plants. And if you get a sick plant and you put that... You get that crystal and you put that crystal on the pot and you wish good wishes, <laughs> maybe it'll come back to health. But if it does, that's a tight crystal, though. <laughs> I mean, I wish. I... I, I yeah, to a degree, I, I believe certain things, but to some degree, I'm thinking a sick plant. I don't know. That's a little, a little much. But who knows? Maybe with, uh, Jake from Midnight Roots, and he does it. He he's kind of along the lines of the dust bulk the plant, where he's doing experiments where he's hooking up alligator clips to different portions of the plant, and they pick up he. They, you can measure basically what's going on. There's pulses going on through the plant at all times. And he, the electromagnetic. You know, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like basically, a, a heartbeat. What he, yeah, basically, well, he's got that and he's feeding it into uh, an instrument panel. So basically, he'll turn it like, say, on, on an oboe. 
and then he'll click it to different parts of the plant and it'll make like a music wah, 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 wah. and you can hear you know different places of the plant it might be a little bit faster or even weirder higher pitch you know mm -hmm. it's, it's weird how on the same different plant? it can change yeah on the same plant cool and even more so from strain to strain or different plant to different plant they'll resonate different so Here. i actually at one point suggested that you know hell if they're that different from plant to plant you know at least species to species or strain to strain you could almost set them up you know and make a little bland you're the oboe you're the drummer you're the you know what I mean? <laughs> and see if they would play some type of uh, plant some music type of symphony. something like yeah, maybe even, maybe even as far as like maybe live stream it so it can be played in other yes. gardens. You know what I mean? Well, Interesting. That well, night when we were talking, we're talking to each other. Yeah, we've done a couple episodes. First episode, he kind of talked about it a little bit, and then I had him back to kind of deeper, deeper dive into it. Okay. And while we're talking, he had a bamboo plant there, right there with him. And we started, he started hooking up the electrodes to it. And he had brought it straight out of the darkness. And it was nighttime, obviously, when we were doing the show. So, and he brings it out, hooks it up, and the plant's just barely resonating anything. And it, as we were like interacting around it, it started picking up a little bit. And even more so when we were directly were like talking about that, in the plant itself. It seemed to pick up a little bit. And then we've got on the subject of crystals and their effect on the plant, because we were talking a little bit about putting them in the soil, you know, because this they're obviously communicating through soil roots. I seen a thing the other day that actually suggested that the roots were putting out like magnetic, that just the tips of the roots were putting mm -hmm. out. Yeah, I saw that too. And that's how they communicate. Well, so the plant was pretty well silent and then i said hey jake i know you've got some crystals around there yeah. he's like yeah man, i want it right here i said throw that crystal on the plant and see what it does yeah and as soon as he drops that crystal on there that thing's sang like a bird for the rest of the night as long as that crystal was at the base of the plant that thing wow. <laughs> And it was, and even more so as we talked about it, it seemed to get more and more excited. You so, have all that live? Yeah. Like we could go back which episode? Uh, I don't know He's where like, I'll top my head. I think it's like, this, this is 505. Come on now, That's give me a little yeah. credit. I've done We Nerd Worlds in between them. Well, there's like 700, <laughs> 800 shows on the channel. So, but, uh, so 456. It, if, if you were, if you, I think it's like 357 around there, the second okay. episode. If you typed in I'm fucking talking shit with Eagle, Midnight Roots, it will bring up that episode, I promise you. And this one okay, in particular okay. is the, the later episode. So if you want to go back and That's watch really that, cool, though. I would really love to check that out because um, what you're saying about the roots, I did read that about certain crystals, too, how the, uh, the tiny tiny root hairs are the ones that are like most attracted to crystals and minerals and stuff like that. And um, the nice uh, vibration that they're putting off. 
And um, I did see this one thing talking about um, plant thinning. And that's one thing that people always love to tell um, vegetarians, like, do you hear your plants screaming when you go to harvest them? I do. <laughs> well, I say thank you. So like when I harvest these plants or like my tomatoes today, I got a shitload of peppers finally. Um, and uh, I always, right before I chop, I always say, thank you. Thank you so much because I think that, um, I think plants, like they are living things and even though they may not talk and maybe they don't hear what I'm saying, but they'll at least hopefully feel the intent and the vibration I'm putting out is, yes, I need to harvest you. Yes, it's time. And yes, I might be looking at you with hungry eyes because you are medicine for the people. But I just wanna say thank you so much for growing and for um, giving us your medicine. You know, I've always done that at Harvest, even the big ones when I used to work in the industry, too. I wonder if well, anybody else. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I wonder if anybody else like thinks their plants when they're harvesting them. You know, I, I don't know that, that I, I can most, I can tell you most definitely from doing all these interviews that people most certainly. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. And you know, yeah. I was I was going through a transition in life last few years, and then I had uh accidental hero dose. You had of, what? Uh, some mushrooms. An accidental hero dose of what, some wait, can you define the accidental part of the heroic dose of mushrooms? How is it sure. accidental? Uh, well, I had been accustomed <laughs> to taking wet, wet ones, and then oh, I was gifted really? a yeah, I was I gifted a dry patch, so yeah, uh, I didn't convert the number. Basically, I oh, took the wet way to dry. I don't know anything. Well, no, about I took like the so I was just taking a certain amount at that point which was like five wet i didn't think about it and i took five dry <laughs> which is quite the difference and uh so yeah it took me to quite a different place than i usually was used to being and it was woof it was weird i actually started the, after that point i really started getting more spiritual you know, I started seeing more angel numbers, the one, one months, two, two, twos. They Fuck became yeah. so prevalent. I couldn't even ignore it anymore. I had to start looking into it. And I actually received a kind of download that night that uh, I actually seen playing at, played out in my life later on. A few months later, it all just kind of unraveled just as I seen it that night. And it was kind of really really weird and people were like when it was going on like how are you dealing with that i'm like i already dealt with it in one painful night you know what i mean oh. I, i've already seen the past oh, wait um something terrible happened in your life and basically you had a premonition while you were on some shrooms uh, to be prepared for this thing coming up and then when it happened you're like yeah i already knew this was gonna happen i'm i'm okay with it 
not that you're okay with it, but that you're prepared for it. Mentally, yeah, mostly I was prepared, yes. My shrooms are starting to kick in right now, but I like, I took a teeniest, tiniest little baby microdose, like probably the size of my pinky finger. And I just like sipping it in tea. So I, um, and I don't, I don't really shroom at all. Um, but when I do shroom, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know if you guys can see that without me spilling it oh, on my computer. Don't do Let that. me turn this down. That makes sense. <laughs> That's what's left. Oh, are you still so on? You, yeah. Let me uh, see if so I obviously, at that are. point, did uh, you just kick back what's left in the cup? Huh? I said at that point, do you just kick back what's left in the cup? I swallow it. I, yeah. I don't like a weird throaty feeling that I get. I get like my, I don't know, but my throat feels clogged. And I don't like that feeling. So that's the only thing holding me back from like maybe microdosing more often. Um, but yeah, it's definitely starting to kick in right now. Um, so that that experience right there ended up taking me like really deeper into like say Buddhism and more kind of a philosophy stage in my life. And then that's where I actually, I kind of had changed over from growing mainly in cocoa. I'd grown in soil before, but not okay. with the mindset that we have with soil today. You know what I mean? Wanting to understand the proper workings of it all. Yeah. Just back then, it was more of a medium than anything. You know what I mean? That's about as far as the interest went. Yeah, it's good dirt. Yeah, thumbs up. You know what I mean? And then it went from that to, uh, it's a long story. I transitioned into cocoa and then end up this last year, I kind of went back to the soil and got into, you know, wanting to learn more and more about the organics. And I'll be darned if the journey into organics didn't take me deeper into spirituality as I learned more about the macology and how we relate with the plants and everything yes. else. My, micro, microbiology? Yes, My, microbials? Yeah. How, how much uh, microbials are with the soil and how they help out the soil and they help out the plants and then we intake those plants. Um, it's so gross. What was once in the cow's butt came out in doo-doos and then now that's growing food or your mushrooms and then now you're consuming that microbials from the cow's butt <laughs> but it's healthy it's just like a complete recycling of nutrients that's one thing I did learn about organic growing is is it can be especially with the humics a lot more recycling especially when you're chopping and dropping especially when you're doing uh, like fermented plant juice and stuff like that you're just continuously letting nature recycle its own nutrients back and forth you don't have to put new stuff on it all the time um, because nature just recycles itself. The microbials keep recycling in and out of the plant, in and out of us, in and out of other animals. Like, you know, the microbes that were within me were probably once within you and other people in chat too, weird. But um, so I've been into some really interesting stuff that I would like to spend a lot more time getting into about like, um, hmm. I don't know the word I want to use just becoming more psychic 
not not just more in tune with my own awareness and energies around me because I've I feel like I've already had that but like more more psychic like mediumship or a channeler or something like that would be cool to the be able to help for heal. possibly like <laughs> wait is what enlightened enlightened possibly. and um when you look at things that are going on with your work or whatever it is that you're studying you could also compare that to things that are going on in your life um, like what you're talking about, getting into philosophy kind of shit. I know a lot of times I could think up of metaphors, things that were troubling me at work could also represent something else that, that's going on in my life. And um, just kind of how things tend to balance themselves out. I was reading this book about Edgar Casey and um, his whole thing about dreams. And one thing that they're always talking about is whatever you're, what's going on with your work, if you could find uh, the, the solution to your problem at work, that same issue is going on in your personal life. You'll be able to, by solving that problem, you'll be able to solve this problem as well. So I thought that that was pretty cool. Now, now it all makes sense a lot of times when there's something going on with whatever you call work, your thing that you do that you make money, even if it's a hobby, then your thing that you do besides eat and sleep, I guess. Um, if there's some problems going on there that you need to find solutions, you might be able to find a solution, not just in one areas, but both areas at the same time. So that's just kind of some weird stuff that I'm into lately. Um, have you ever heard of Shungite? I have not. Please tell me. I heard um, Shungite's really good at like clearing off like negative energy because it's like one of those black crystals. Um, well, I guess it's not a crystal. It's more like a gem or a mineral, whatever. Yeah, but, um, black it's a it's a stone. And you put you put shungite in your water, and it's supposed to help out your water with all of that um, energy and stuff like that. So when I go to water my plants, um, that water's already been through some shungite soaking in it. And then I take it out like during a full moon, and I'll let it get some sunlight, and I'll let it get some moonlight, and then I put it back into the reservoir. I've heard a few people talking about it. I don't. I like using it. Other people put I've like. I've never other heard of it myself, but I, it's not. I don't think it's weird at all. We've actually talked about a lot about stuff like that. To be honest with you, different stones, different crystals, using stuff like that. There's a cat that hangs around. Uh, Twisted roots actually talks about puts magnets in uh, his watering vessel. So when he, he waters and polarizes the water, he, he figures it. it uh, That's cool. So you don't got to plug in a thing to stir the water. The magnets just stir the water for you. Kinda, yeah, basically, they're finding their polarity as they use water. Pretty, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. I, I'm into it. I am. I, I don't. I don't think what you're saying is weird at all. And be honest with you, the more and again, 
the more I have interviewed people throughout this whole thing, you would not believe how many growers are doing the same thing, talking the same talk as we are right now. It was like, it's the numbers are really stacking up. Oh, overwhelming. You would be surprised out of all these interviews I, I've done. I bet you 500, I bet you at least 200 of them talk about gemstones, crystals, whatever, blah, 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 along the lines, being part of their lives or part of their gardens. So it's, oh, perfect. it's not weird or uncommon at all, I don't think. So I'm glad to hear you're another number. <laughs> we can stick we can put one more on each crazy list. <laughs> I like um uh, the roast course. <laughs> the roast course is like one of my favorite crystals. And um shoot, one of these strings right now I'm growing is for modern epigenetics and it's called Pocket Pussy. I didn't come up with the name, I just grow the strain. But um I really like that uh I really like the plants. The seeds look so big and the plants are so nice and lush. And I had this uh, rose quartz crystal with them ever since they were seedlings. Yeah, you got one too? Which one's that? Is that a rose? This is a, yeah, this is a rose quartz. You can't really see it. That's a big chunk. Makes it white. Yeah. I'm telling you, I've got, there's a little collection right here of stones. I'm a believer. I'm, I don't have one on today, but usually I have, I, I change them to what I think I need that day. I have a little collection. So yeah, I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer. I've so got a weird collection life. too, yeah. <laughs> My rocks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would ever get rid of those. I like going out to the mountains too and just collecting a lot of rocks out there. Well, recently um, we had this terrible rain and I guess it had washed up a whole bunch of rocks all over the uh, freeway. So the movers or the big truck guys come and they move the rocks off to the side of the freeway. And so I come by like right after all that, and like get, if I can pick it up, I mean, some of those rocks are too huge. I don't get like too much, but I just get a little bit and I like putting those in my garden because they're so beautiful. Some of them I put in my um my bed, like I, I made the soil bed and the bottom layer has rocks and sand. So I went and got some rocks from the mountains. I just think it, it brings in a lot of that kind of energy. Plus the minerals, I mean, they're just loaded with minerals. So you know that the soil and the plants really, really, really gonna love that. This was just gifted to me actually by uh past guest and you know chat community chat member 808 rooting prospects. So basically wanted to help me find my way. It's like, you know, here's a little gift nice. bag, you know. Do you hold on to so, that? I hold on to yes, all that shit. All that shit. I'm like holding them in my hands. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I love, especially at different phases. I'm always impressed, like about the rose quartz in particular. It's always cold, and it always puts off like a, a good feeling. But it's always cold. This chunk of rose quartz is always fucking cold. It That's can sit for, in this for uh, love in your heart, right? 
it, it carries some kind of energy. That's for sure. Even as I flip it in my hand and talk about it right now, I can feel like that. <laughs> Work, working up the arm a little bit. It is, call it uh, a placebo effect, whatever you want, but if it brings you joy and it, yeah, you get some good energy off it, fuck it. That's the way I see it. But I do believe that they do, in particular, energies help them ward off bad energies, all that good stuff. I believe. I need something like that in my life because you don't even you don't always know when bad energies are around you and it's just good to have something some sort of protection around your house i like doing a lot of meditating too and meditating on weird stuff like if i'm really worried about my house i meditate that i have like this huge gigantic angel i have this guy he's my angel and he's freaking huge and he just sits on top of my house and like nobody fucks with my house. <laughs> well, that's just me and just what I uh, visualize in my head. And um, like a lot of weird things that you might think in your head, like in that subject area. Um, and especially earlier when we were talking about um, research and studies and things like that. What have you ever heard about that one study about um, the observer and why they need to do a double blind study? because sometimes uh, the study gets influenced by the person who's observing it, which is why I usually don't. I'm not the kind of person who goes crazy after studies. I know that those kind of people are, are out there and they need that in order to be maybe, I don't wanna say persuaded. What's another word to use? Influenced? Yeah, influenced. Um, when they see a study, well, there's a study done. So the study says it's correct. It must be correct. But um, I share that with people who like that kind of stuff. But personally, when I think of studies, I just feel like it's always being influenced by the person who's watching the study. So um, like how I always think about how powerful your brain really is to attract certain things think about certain things that um, you feel like may not be real, like my big angel spirit guide. I mean, I don't see him with my eyeballs, but I don't need to do that to know that that something is out there protecting me, at least from the outside world, me and my family. I feel safe when I'm home, you know. Oh, Are you into like angels and stuff like that? Like you're talking about angel numbers earlier. So, I mean, maybe like, let's say you're not seeing a person Spirits or with rings in front of you. Yes. Something that's that effect. Yes. Yes. Spirit guys? Uh, spirits, uh, you know, and to call them angels, I don't know. I think, you know, it's an energy that's being transferred from place to place, creature to creature, whatever you want to call it. Yes. There's something our energy transfers to another place, another dimension, whatever. Yes, absolutely. Actually, as far as that goes, I actually have a protection kind of thing tattooed on me. Cool, at yeah. one point, I, regular, uh, I have lots, actually. I have Buddhas, but this in particular piece, uh, the hands up. So I felt a bad energy floating around my, me at one point in my life. And ever since I, I had this in particular image tattooed, 
you know, as a protection piece, basically. The IFs, you put whatever you want in the, the hands of, to be protected from. In this case, the all-seeing eye, which is protected from evil. And there's other little meanings in there as well. But after I, I put that on my body, I swear, I felt all that negative energy just be released or chased off, however you want to put it. So, yeah, I, I definitely am a believer. <laughs> definitely a yes. So, yes. Long answer, yes. Okay, okay. In a, in a different form, but still, yeah. That's cool. I like to meet more people that are like that, you know. It's hard just to, like, go out and meet anybody these days with the whole stupid coronavirus and um, vaccines going on, and now a lot of these places are asking you to mask up again. What's it like out there in Michigan? Are you guys having to wear masks? Not by me. Not by me. I went to the Secretary of State today, and uh, they make me put one on while I'm there, but other than that, not really. And I could have swore I'd seen They've, the governor has passed a mandate where they're definitely not making the schools do it. So good. And then I seen a thing today that it sounded like they weren't even going to enforce the federal mandate at all. So they're kind of really? joining Texas in on that. Yeah. Nice. That's fucking awesome. Well, yeah. when I visit oh, when. when when our governor tried it on us last year, we fucking, we kind of really, I think we, everybody in the state called every name in the book. I mean, we really put a backlash on it. And she, she kind of shot herself in the foot at one point. She actually, yeah. and it was so transparent. It's like everybody knew. She lifted the band so she, basically she could go up north. <laughs> you know, and it was like, really? Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, you, you mean for boats? So she lifted the band track. for boats? No, well, no, just so, like, it was lockdown. She had locked us down to where we weren't supposed to be really moving. And then oh. all of a sudden, the holiday weekend came, and she was uh. like, okay, well, yeah, we can travel now. And then she was seen, like, traveling. In okay, northern so Michigan. You can travel to see Michigan. your family. <laughs> this yeah, is okay. Well, it's better than most people who would sit here and say, you all have to stay at home and be locked down. Meanwhile, they're the ones going out and traveling and being with their family and going to see their hairstylist and all that bullshit. The one thing I do like, though, about the whole, the whole thing, I mean, if you have to look at the bright side, is that... Um, it brings people like me and you together in each other's space. You know what I mean? Before, like, cause I didn't do shit on the computer before I, I would physically go to places to meet people. And, um, I would say, Oh, I wish I could go there and do that, but I don't live out in Michigan or I don't live out in Oregon or I don't live out in Canada. So I can never do that. But now all things and like even events even are being done on the camera. So it's like, now I do get to go meet that person and here we are hanging out and we're in two completely different states. So there's, there is some upside to that. And to me, the upside was um, 
uh, all the more attention, I guess, that uh, being on the internet has done for me anyways, because I've been uh, spending more time at home with my kids, even when they were uh, pulled out of school and I was helping them with their schoolwork. I got like two kids. My daughter just turned 15 today, bless her heart. And my son is um, nine years old. So when this happened, it was very it was very important for me to be at home with him, helping him with his homework at the time because he kept fooling around a lot. <laughs> All kids, I don't even know how the hell the teachers of these younger kids even survived that whole last year because all these kids are like not paying attention to the computer or they're in the room playing with toys or dancing. <laughs> I saw this one boy like from my son's class that would just be dancing all day long. And he didn't want to like, you know, do a meeting with the teacher or none of that stupid stuff. That was pretty funny. <laughs> but um, it was nice that I got to be there to help him out. It, it, it is for the kids this year. I feel sorry for the kids that have, you know, had to go through this in school and stuff the last few years with this. You know, I moreover the kids that graduated last year and you know and didn't get that celebration. No shit at the where school my where my kids went, uh how old they are your did kids? a drive through. She had 26, 22, and the oldest or the youngest just turned 18 this last month. Damn. Okay. Do you have any girls? All girls. Damn. <laughs> so you feel bad for me and my 15 year old, right? <laughs> yes, I do. I He's like, no, try so. having three. <laughs> That's funny. I've just come I have just come accustomed to somebody being upset with me at all points. All points. <laughs> at least if you accept that in your heart, then you could just wake up every day like, ah, oh, you know, today's not going to be that bad. I'm going to disappoint someone today. Check. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to fix myself some breakfast. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing that it's just like I feel really upset at the at the moment and doesn't always happen, but every once in a while we just kind of like argue. She's so much like me. She's way too much like me. But um, I don't know. A little bit more spoiled because I'm a different parent than what my parents were. My parents were kind of like Christian, you know what I mean? And I'm over here with the fucking the devil's lettuce growing in my garden and um i'm i'm looking at her like you don't realize how uh lucky you got it right now and i don't think she does but um you know sometimes we get along and sometimes we don't and it breaks my heart because i always dreamed of having you know there's a problem with dreaming is when it comes to reality there's the there's the ugly parts with it too that you're not always dreaming about so it's fun to think about man i really want kids but you have them there and then just it's not like this perfect thing you thought that it would be and i feel really bad especially in today's world like bringing having kids in today's world i mean you know what was nice about um, all the kids being at, at home during that whole last year 
is that they really, really learned to appreciate going to school. Like my kids were so eager to go back to school. They hated being at home on the computer all the time. I said, I thought you hated school. They're like, no, 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 no. I love school. I'm like the good and the bad and everything with it. They're like, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it all. <laughs> Give me the drama. I just want somewhere to go and get out of my house for the day. All right. My son's done way better this year uh, than he has previously. Um, he's probably getting along with other kids better. My daughters um, started a high school, so, you know, I don't know. That life is kind of rough. I feel bad when I ask her how her day was and reminds me of how my high school was. Like, damn, girl, that sucks. But things don't always change. Uh, you know, I tell her, like, she'll tell me what's going on in her life, and I'll tell her what's going on in my life. Like, hey, just because, you know, you're in when you're in high school dealing with it now, just get used to it because you're going to be dealing with that for the rest of your life. Even as an adult, you still got to deal with shit like that, like at work. And you still have to show up to work every single day. I had a high school teacher that kind of broke the harsh reality to us in high school kind of at one point. It wasn't to me, but in class to what was an unsustainable, un she, I don't think the gal seen that answer coming that day. She was talking about uh, acne, you know, and the teacher, what the teacher says, I got news for you. That shit don't ever end. You think you're going to grow out of acne? I'm 40. I still get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just get used to deal with that shit. It's going to be part of your life. Just fucking deal with it all. And you'll be so much better off. And I was like, oh, wow. That's, so cool. That's, so That's terrible. So cool. <laughs> uh, I'll take a small break with you. Yeah, I had some pretty... Um, pretty rough teachers you know what happened to me um i i went to this one high school this is back in california and um i didn't like it and i didn't like the principal was such a bitch and i didn't like my teachers they didn't like their job well now as an adult looking back at it they didn't like their job and they made the class um not interesting and the teacher was very um an asshole, you know, because that person was probably unhappy with whatever was going on in their life. And um, so what happened was I, uh, sorry, my mind kind of just floats. Um, I got kicked out of my high school, but because both of my brothers stopped going to high school. My parents were putting a lot of pressure on me because they were like my older brothers and they quit high school. Um, one of them was too smart for high school. He took this test. I forgot what it's called. It basically proves you're way too smart for high school. So here, you know, you don't need high school anymore. The other one got his GED, which meant um, not that he was super smart, <laughs> but that he knows what they want you to know. So they're saying, okay, you're equivalent of a, you know, a high school senior, you could pass or whatever that is. 
both of them ended up getting great careers anyway. So it doesn't even matter whether you graduated from high school, got your GED or took some tests. I mean, none of that shit fucking matters. But um, my parents put a lot of pressure on me to graduate from high school. And then I was getting kicked out of this high school uh, because this principal at the time would not let anyone, uh, would not let any students in who had Fs. Like, I think it, well, I had a lot of Fs. There's only a few classes that I wasn't flunking or ditching. So anyway, she kicked me out of school. My parents made this big ordeal about it and uh, felt, they do that kind of guilt trip thing, you know, like we're bad parents because none of our kids graduated from high school. And then I felt bad for them. So I got sent to a continuation school and uh, when I went to the continuation school, I made up like um, three years of my high school. It wasn't freshman because I passed that. So I was there for two and a half years, but I made up like my three years of high school in that frame time. I just studied extra hard. I did as much work as I had to do. I just wanted to prove that I'm smart enough to get my degree and get the fuck out of here because this place sucks. But you just take that with you to the next place. <laughs> you never leave that behind. You really don't. Um, so I thought that that was very interesting. I really liked the uh, continuation school. The teachers there were a lot cooler. You know, they were a lot nicer. Even um, there's this one guy who was my science teacher. I'm sure he's dead now. But um, he's a really, really nice guy. He went in, uh, him and his mom came to, came to this place. I was working at a donut shop at the time and um, we just had a nice, good connection. And I don't know why he always gave me A's. Like I hardly did anything. And he just gave me all straight A's and then I got an award for science. And I'm just like, I don't know anything about science but he didn't like any of the other students cause they didn't care or they didn't even talk to him. And like, I, I cared, I mean, science is cool, you know but um, I mainly cared about hurrying up and getting that degree, so I didn't have to go there anymore. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why I shared all that with you. <laughs> what's rolling? What, what's getting uh, taken break right with? Uh, this is my Miles. I call it Miles. This one I'm smoking now. Man, usually, like, when I take down the harvest, I'm smoking the same strain for, like, the next month. <laughs> Um, but it's Miles, you know, Miles Filippi, the guy, guy makes these shirts and he also does ferments and stuff like that. I don't I, know if you've heard of him. Um, he does all the weed should taste good shirts and he also gives out seeds and stuff like that. If you go to events, like, uh, I've seen him at the Indo Expo giving out some free seeds. You know, he's a real cool dude. He gives out some free stuff. So this was, he asked me to do a a test for him like to test his beans so I said yes yeah, send them over but he didn't really tell me what they are the name on the seed said um LRV 2.0 which I asked him and he said it stood for land race volume 2.0 so he knew one of the parents was a land race parent but probably didn't know what the other one was so anyways, um, I did his seeds for him. And uh, when the outdoors is done, I did some indoors and some outdoors. And when it's all finished up, I'm going to send him over all the information that I had gathered, stuff that I used to grow it, numbers that I got, 
stuff like that, you know, send it all over to him. I didn't know what name to call it, but Miles is a pretty fucking awesome dude for always sharing like seeds and shit like that with everybody. And right now he's doing ferment and he started this whole t-shirt that we, we should taste good shirts. You know what I mean? And, um, I think he's just like a, he's a pretty awesome dude. So I felt that this strain deserved his name. So I tell everybody it's called Miles and it's, it doesn't sound sexy <laughs> um, or a dessert. Well, it doesn't good, sound uh, like a dessert. Or you remember, please send me a link. I'm always looking for a great guests and cool people in the cannabis industry to talk to. So it sounds oh, like you, you can vouch for it. So I yeah. yeah I'd like to have him on the show. So send me you know sure. send me a link. I'll have, I'll send him an invite. Hell yeah, I'll let him know. He's a really cool guy. Um, but yeah, so these are his um seeds and I called these ones miles in because they were grown indoors, and miles out is I think it's this big gigantic one behind. Me. Um, but one of these is Miles Outdoors, which is obviously huge. <laughs> I think it's this one. Nope, it's probably. Yep. So not this one. This one is actually peaches uh, by Ethos. But this one back here, I don't know if you could see it. I'll get to that one tomorrow. Maybe. That's the Miles Outdoors. It's freaking huge. And it smells delicious. It's got a nice, like, lemony smell. What's your favorite kind of um, terpenes? Like, what kind of smells do you look for when you're, like, growing weed? I'm a mostly partial. I like gas, but I've, I've been spoken. Now, that's too easy. The gas is too easy to find. You guys like you know, uh, gas guess. and cheese. <laughs> you cheese were going to say cheese a good for a second. Okay. <laughs> no, I was going to say the gas, I was in pine. I really like, I enjoy the pine, and of course, skunk. If we could, we could ever come across it again, a true skunk. But that right now, that's why I'm I'm really searching is for is a true, true good pine. So I don't mind anything in between the the lemony. The lemons a nice second to the pine, pretty, yeah. I would say. But uh, yeah, or well. My my orange is the one I can I will smoke, but that's not necessarily my you know that's my least of the fruity turds, I would say. I'd rather have some lemon or lime or something. Like I like all the fruity turp stuff. Okay. Uh yeah. Orange is pretty I like um anything fruity, especially if the name has like fruit in it. Um you know, that pocket pussy is like um, papaya crossed with runts, I think. I think so. Probably crossed with something else. But I'm pretty sure papaya is in there. So I'm really excited about that one when it's ready. But it's still just in veg, in veg for now. Definitely a fun day. That's for sure. <laughs> I did not come up with it. I'm a classy lady, so I tried calling it pocket passe. <laughs> a little twang out there. That's funny. Makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> That's so funny. which one is uh, out of your experience has been uh, a, 
the best for oil purposes. The best for what? Oil purposes for good municipal oil. Is there any, well, one, personally... any one you're particular to? Um, I like making all sorts of different strains, like, oh, fuck. Um, sorry. Nope. Nope. There's a spider on the wall. Nope, 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 nope. It's funny. We were talking, we were talking about spiders the other night. Sorry. Not me. I'm not the one. I know people fucking, and half of the people are probably going to agree or disagree. Some people in the gardeners, they don't mind their spiders, but not me. I do not fucking like spiders. I don't mind them when I'm in the garden and stuff like that, but when I'm not in the garden, I am not fucking having it. I have, I have, um, I don't know what, what it's called, like, but when you're dreaming and then like you wake up from a dream, ugh, now I'm, uh, now I just can like, thinking about that spider's freaking me out right now. So I have this, I have like, I don't know, like a fear, a fear of spiders. Uh, I'm not gonna go call someone to kill the spider for me because I know goddamn well he'll cup it and then take it outside and I'll come back in the fucking house. I'll murder the motherfucker myself. And uh, I just <laughs> don't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this hurts people's ears. I do not fucking like spiders. I can handle anything else that most people are scared of. I don't mind snakes. I don't mind mice. Some people are really scared of mice. Spiders is just, ugh, ugh, ugh. it's not my thing. It is not. When I'm in the garden, that's a totally different story. Like, especially growing outside, I had like seen just watering uh, 15 different species of spiders in my face. Sometimes they're crawling on my fucking foot. I hate it. But that's their territory. So I'm like, okay, okay, I will peacefully back out and let y'all do your thing. But in my house, I'm like, this is my territory, bitches. <laughs> I try to um, put a lot of lavender smells everywhere. Sometimes that helps, but I also heard, <laughs> I also heard it depends on the species because some spiders don't like lavenders, but some spiders don't mind it either. I put cinnamon sticks all over my house because I heard that spiders don't like cinnamon Peppermint. Peppermint. Oh, can I ask you, are you a spiders guy? Do you like spiders or would you smash them if there was one in your kitchen? I'd smash the fuck out of that thing. Say, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Because it's really hard when you're when you're sitting with someone and they love spiders. You're like, oh, it's just a cute little guy. I'm like, well, then you sit over there. Because <laughs> I ain't sitting nowhere near that beast looking back at me i know um so i have this thing where like uh where i wake up and um i'm not even fully awake yet and um i'm seeing things like right above me right in front of my face webs and spiders just dangling down in front of me and it scares the fucking crap out of me i'll freak out i'll jump out of bed i'll turn on the lights i'll be screaming like where'd they go where'd they go where'd they go <laughs> i saw them i saw them i know i fucking saw them right here they were right here in front of me i know i fucking saw it i got like a fear 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 of spiders if i see them it's 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 over in my house if they're in the garden that's a different story that's their territory and i i can respect that 
But that guy over there was just eyeballing the fucking crap out of me. Ugh. 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 <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about oils. <laughs> so back to oils. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, you guys are going to learn all sorts of fun things about me tonight, huh? <laughs> um, I like, so I do the different strains because different cannabinoid and terpene profiles could help out different people. So I like making a collection of all the different strains. I'm doing it and I label it for the strain that it is. And then I go and do um, some testing over at the Good Lab here in Colorado. And um, they'll tell me like the cannabinoids and stuff like that, how much is inside of them. My personal favorite one is any strain with a one-to-one, -one, like an equal amount of CBD and THC, because I've done a lot of research and I've seen that that's really helped out so many people. I even did a, a shared a thing today about a research with um, cancer and how the latest studies are finally, you know, studying the effects of THC, you know, all these like CBD is so hot because they would get, um, what is it, FDA approval or federal approval, government approval to do that research, but you don't hear all the benefits of what THC can do for you because it's not researched enough. So they're sharing this thing now about cancer saying, okay, well with cancer, you could try CBD and THC along with your chemotherapy. So I'm just like, well, good. Finally, there's some research out there about all that. Um, but anyways, I believe that the those two cannabinoids um, equally with each other. Just a whole plant extraction is makes great for oil. I don't like um, a lot of these places that are like extracting only one component of the plant, like only the CBD part and throw the rest away, or um, only this terpene. And it's like just do the whole plant oil. I mean, just put the whole fucking plant in there. I think that's the best. The plant material, the leaf, the stem, and the trichomes. And then you'll get the medicine off of it, um, which would be the cannabinoids and the terpenes. And then the different profiles that they make can help out with different things. You know what I mean? Like, um, interesting when you talk about pining being one of your favorite um, terpenes. Um, pining can help out a lot with mental stuff, uh, give you good energy and um, give you um, like better focus, stuff like that. It's really great for your brain, even the smell of pines. You don't have to get it from cannabis if pining is your jam. You could get the same medicinal quality just going out into a forest and smelling pines because they, oh, it's also great for um, people with like Alzheimer's because it's, it's like really for your brain um, and it'll help you remember stuff. It'll help you feel good just smelling pining. So I think that that's pretty amazing um, terpene pining. But my favorite oil that I really like making is just the one-to-one -one because I think a lot of people really enjoy it. And a lot of patients like it. Um, it doesn't matter. Like I have different patients with different ailments and that one-to-one -one oil really helps out a lot of them. So it works out great for me. I also like um, infusing it into the MCT coconut oil. 
Have you ever heard of that? It stands for medium chain triglyceride. And it's basically um, coconut oil, but it doesn't harden when it gets chilled. So like your regular um, refined, unrefined, extra virgin raw coconut oil, if it's cold, it'll solidify. And when it's warm, it becomes liquid. I love using that oil if I'm going to make creams or if I'm going to make uh, capsules like cannabis capsules that people could take at night. Um, I like using that if I'm going to use it to cook. So I'll make brownies with that. Um, I recently made gummies. So I made gummies with that oil too. Very awesome. But the MCT coconut oil, I do that one for like the droppers because it stays liquid. People can still put that on their skin or in their food or wherever. But um, MCT coconut oil, it's got so many fucking benefits. Well, I would say probably just as many benefits as regular virgin coconut oil does, you know, antioxidants, uh, antibacterial, um, helps out with your heart, your blood pressure. Um, what else? I was reading a thing about it earlier, all these wonderful things that coconut oil can do, gut health helps out with your guts, um, digestive issues and stuff like that. What else? I think that's about it. Well, if there is more, I can't remember it off the top of my head. <laughs> but I those didn't are the realize that it's about the gut health, to be honest with you. I knew it was uh, our bodies. It was an easier method for our bodies to uptake you know, the cannabis, and it was one of more uh, healthier ways, but I didn't realize some of the benefits that you just stated. Especially That's the funny uh, thing about taking like edibles. Huh? I didn't realize, especially the, the part about the gut health, I didn't realize that at all with uh, the coconut oil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, some people, uh, they were recommending just swallowing like a spoonful. Um, it might depend on what kind of gut issues that you have. And in, from what I've read, um, a lot of gut issues are related to like your brain and your heart. So if you're overstressed, it can, it can manifest into like a gut issue. Um, unless it might be something that somebody, um, I want to say like a, a illness or a disease that somebody has where they just constantly have these hard gut issues. For some people, it depends on like what they eat. If they eat certain foods, they'll have bad gut issues. Like my friend, she did some tests to found out that her IBS came from tomatoes, tomatoes, anything tomatoes that she has, anything with tomatoes in it, uh, like even like a pizza, she'll have like these terrible gut issues because she found out tomatoes was the thing that was causing the problems for her. But um, I heard that that helps out a lot. I really like doing the oil. Um, I like having a fridge too, because then I could just, I could do all this and I can make a huge batch of oil off of all this and then store it in the fridge. And then when the patient's ready, I could have their, their oil, whatever they want to use at the time. A uh, funny thing about um, the oil, like when you're when you're eating cannabis oil, the edibles, they last a lot longer. They stay in your system for a lot longer. So you're high for a lot longer and it takes a lot longer for them to um, uh, make an effect like kick in or whatever you want to call that. 
unless you put it directly under your tongue instead, it'll kick in a little bit faster. And if a baby is having an issue, one thing that they did with like the liquid oil is put it in the belly button. So the baby didn't have to consume the oil um, and then get high off of it. It bypassed all of that. It bypassed the liver when it went straight into the belly button to fix their gut issues. Pretty weird. Are you poking your eyeball out again, Eagle? <laughs> I am. I am. This a little dry. Yeah, it's funny. I... <laughs> the, the blooper there before is twice as bad. I don't think I probably looked like a deer because I, I seriously, I, I watched like, I watched the like replay and I'm like a deer with my tongue all out. I'm like, oh. I almost want to see it. <laughs> it was... Save that one for the blooper reel. The blooper reel. <laughs> damn contest, damn. But uh, as far as like the, the gut and the, the brain thing, I'm a firm believer in that. Most definitely, your the gut health and your brain health are most definitely connected through the microbes. It's all again, yes, back to the same microbes in the soil in your gut, making a lot of the same decisions, and again, making communications happen throughout your body and soil. So you know, it's. We've been talking a lot about lately about like sugars in the soil, you know, good sugars, bad sugars. I've so, found yeah, I have a question person, about that. How much sugars in your soil is too much sugar? Is there is there uh, such thing like okay, do you make your own inputs? Right now, no. Just straight up soil with a little bit of top dressing. I haven't like went to the I'm not adding, I'm not feeding on top of anything right now. So it's an either or. And I haven't dipped into, like, say, the KNF side of things to where I'm actually making inputs and putting them in there. But as far as sugars go, most definitely, as far as I know, you can, there is a, a lip, you know, to where you're you you're promoting blooms of microbes in the soil that kind of choke off other things and at one point if their sugars are from my again from my understanding too available they'll make the plant itself lazy they'll start taking up the easy carbs and processing them and not using the roots as much which again starts to back up in the soil and I have also found that direct correlation with the microbes in my gut. Because I drink a lot of uh, kumbacha and hey, I'm worried, complete, <laughs> completely worried about my gut health these days. You know, with probiotics and stuff like that, I've seen the benefits firsthand and I want to keep myself healthy. And gut health is, in my mind, from what I've learned right now, most important, keeping that in check. So what I found out with sugars, they're no different than what we're doing in the soil or microbes that in the soil as well. So if I start feeding my body bad sugars, white sugars, 
syrups, I've noticed that I'm promoting bad microbes in my gut that are choking yeah, out. And that those the, microbes the are growing and, and craving more. Yeah, making bad decisions, backing up my systems. <laughs> but if I, you know, try to stay on the other side of things, keep a gentle balance and take in natural sugars, fruits and stuff like that, and then keep up with my kombuchas and my, uh, I like other fermented you know, pickles. All, you know, there's a lot of ways <laughs> to take in some good ferment. Uh, but I, I stay on the good side of things put good sugars in but i've noticed it's when once i tip that balance though and start ingesting the bad sugars and get it that population of shitty sugar in there it's an ill effect i start feeling bad and it's yes i so i agree i think same thing with the soil you start putting in too much sugars or bad sugars promoting you know the wrong type of microbes or a, a bloom of them yeah it can be definitely Detrimental, I believe. I totally fall into that whole KNF um, stuff. I do like, I like making my own inputs. It's fun, and yeah, it saves money. But um, I'm curious about like with living soil beds. You know what I mean? Some people who are using KNF successfully and and Jadam are out outdoors. So that stuff has a place to go. But when you're inside and you have just this small living soil bed, I want to be very, very careful about what I'm dumping into that bed. You know what I mean? And uh, I was following, um, I don't want to get into too much detail because it's not like I want to, I'm not trying to talk crap about anybody. But I have um, a input that I made that my biggest concern is, does this input have way too much sugar in it? And it's raw, it's the raw turbinado sugar. Um, and I've asked a few people about it and they said, no, no, there's no problems. But I'm thinking, yeah, but we haven't seen the long-term effects of, of dumping this into this pot after so many runs and runs and runs. So it just kind of, it's a concern. I don't use this input too often indoors because I want to be very, very, very careful with it. And I don't want to like put too much sugars. That's just something that worries me. Maybe I'm worrying too much, but I don't want to put too much sugars into like a living soil bed because I'm trying to set it up to be healthy. Like what you're saying, healthy, like our guts. So I don't know, just a thought. I'm just kind of curious about how, is there too much sugars? Is it possible to put too much sugars into a living soil bed? Because it's like, it's this size. So once you dump it in, uh, it's not going to go anywhere, you know? I don't know. It's, it's trying to do things organically. It's just kind of hard. Like who should you listen to? Because these people, a lot of different people, their shit looks great. So I want to do what they're doing, but then when I do it, it doesn't, it doesn't um, look so great. You know what I mean? Sometimes it comes out pretty well. I really, and then I want to get back into like that intuition stuff too. Like just going into the garden and just like really listening to what this plant wants me to do or not do. Maybe it just wants me to give it some compost and leave it the fuck alone for five days, you know? 
I want to know more about that um, versus just going in there and doing things because they're fun, you know? What do you, are you doing living soil in your tents right now or are you hydroponic or what? <laughs> I'm not doing a living soil. I'm in a soil type medium, but there's uh other than promoting uh, mycology in there, there's like no worms. I'm not, you know, stuff like that in there. No. Uh, I'm coming from a chunky cocoa grow. Basically, I've been growing for quite a while. I like I liked cocoa because it was it's sterile. Basically, it's not a hundred percent sterile, but you know, you're not when it comes to you. It's not usually coming with fungus man. A lot of other stuff in it so it, that's one of the things i liked about it i like to be able to you know be able to flush out my plants when there's problems and be able to pick up and start feeding again regimen appropriate at that point and but now i'm in soil back in the soil digging deeper into it now mm. i gotta give credit where credit's due uh, Smiley's Gardens. They have uh, yeah, we've we talked with that guy and watching his shows on your um, on the Smiley's Organic Takeover. I've always enjoyed that too. Yeah. So he got he he came with Smiley came the the talk of soil, you know, more and more, and you know it became more and more peeling and then it became an outright I, he always likes the way i tell the story too because i make it sound kind of forceful <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't so he, he, he said well you know if i hooked you up with some earth boxes would you try them out like, yeah sure and uh so we came to an event and he's like well i got your boxes and i was like all right well he provided me with a couple of earth boxes uh there's one back over there. There's one ready to be filled. Actually, the one that's back on, back there is in on its fifth flower run. I haven't needed oh. the only thing I've done to it is a top dress with earthworm castings and uh, some uh, uh, earthworm uh, compost is basically the only thing I've added to it. But it's I'm still putting out on its fifth run. So he said, ah. here's your boxes. I did the side by side. The earth boxes, the soil, absolutely kicked what I was doing at the time in cocoa's ass. Same strain, side by side. Yield was almost double. I was worried about soil before because of my perpetual. You know, I didn't want to have to put small plot plants, basically, in large pots and letting them naturally grow into their pots. Like you would organically. Yeah. You know what I mean? The suggested method. Mm -hmm. I, so that part of soil didn't fit into my recipe. My what I found out in this test run side by side was the soil was actually keeping up, you know, yeah. in my system, which is an up pot, up pot, up pot, basically. Because okay. I, I am a caregiver, fully licensed, 72 plants, all indoors. So they're in different phases all the time. I don't have room for to poke off 
it had all my plants sitting around in veg and flour in my 10 gallon pots. But what I had found out was if I, you know, just like in cocoa, if I catch them at appropriate time, they didn't really realize the, the stretch. They weren't getting root bound. They weren't being shocked. They just kept going. So it was really hard. The plant structure was a lot better. Yeah. The, the branches themselves were completely different, stronger, thicker, more girth tool. Side by side, they looked like completely different strains. It was really hard to look at it side by side and go, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? It was <laughs> silly. It was really fucking silly. So I started to wean out the cocoa a little bit, and now everything is in a soil. They're not in a living soil. You know, I'm, I said throughout the summer, it was weird year that i'd try to get the earthworm box going and all that but i haven't made it that far but i can see it you know i definitely can see the benefits of soil i have a harder time now you know i do reuse in certain portions of the year uh because i'm not necessarily remixing and reamending yet you know what i mean i will be probably this year because I can't where I'm at, you know what I mean? Northern Michigan here, you can't start just chucking 10 gallon pots out in the yard. <laughs> you know, it's a bit well, it's a bit obvious at that point. Even though at this point it, it's it's still a little bit obvious that you know basically the plant even in the cocoa days, you know, after the run, I would take the cocoa pot outside smash it up, pull out the carcass, throw grass seed on it immediately. Water now, grass in two to three days, you know what I mean? Cover it up as quickly as I can. And, but in the wintertime, you can't do that. Obviously, you can't you know, have 10-gallon carcasses just laying around the yard. Somebody's Someone's going to ask something, where something all this came from. <laughs> yeah, so in the winter months, I actually do, especially when I was in cocoa, reuse you know give it a good rinse reuse so that's going to be the case this year at some point once that snow hits and i can no longer knock down the balls and spread them out i will be reusing and trying to my first time like remending and trying to go another round other than the earth box but the earth boxes i haven't done shit to that could be closest i could get to the living system because I haven't, when every time I've harvested and replanted in the earth boxes, it's been a stagger. So, like this round, there's one in the center. You know what I mean? In oh, the I box. See. Last time there was like two, and I ran a smaller plant, you know what I mean? But this time I'm back in the center. So, I've been kind of like ro rotating a little bit. But again, I'm, and that was a test to really see. And it's still, it's still doing good, man. I got one over there. She's green as heck and veg getting ready to flower. So I'm more encouraged now to reuse my soil more often, you know. And yeah. I've actually, I'm that, I'm that old school of a grower, so that's been the mentality. If anything's in that pot, I don't want it in my next grow. You know what I mean? If something's going awry or it's deficient, I'm starting off clean.
you know. Yeah. And it's still a little hard to shake that after all these years. I think that those earth boxes are really cool. I've heard nothing but great things about them. And I've even noticed that like places like uh, Home Depot and Lowe's are starting to sell those things too. Um, it's pretty awesome. I mean, it seems like an easy thing to take care of seeing as how they got that um, tube in. And if it needs to be watered, all you do is like look at that tube and see if there's water in it or not, right? Is that what you got like a watering tube? And yeah, uh, yeah. It, anytime you're pruning, just chop it and then pull up the lid or the cover and then just shove them all in there and put the cover back. So that really helps the um, fungi to grow because it's not getting that light, right? And like the bacteria and everybody down there just kind of take over. Yeah, I definitely, I actually lost the cap after the first run. I didn't lose the cap, but I have use the cat. I've actually been mulching on top sites. So I'm oh. probably I'm probably losing some benefits there. Even even Mr. Smiley at that point. Yeah, I told everybody I'm losing the cat, man. I'm losing the cat. And at that point I kind of figured because another reason was I was punching holes in it back and forth. Yeah, every time you move it or something. I didn't see it as beneficial, all full of holes. Yeah. Part of the yeah. In there. So I'm mulching heavy now on top to try to keep some of that moisture in the soil there instead of evaporating. That's one thing I really do like about the point, He was like, he said, you're on your own now. You're losing the cat, <laughs> messing up the system, you're on your own. Good luck, friend. I'm out of here. Peace out. <laughs> Send me a card. <laughs> Tell me how it goes. You're like, fuck. <laughs> I told you not to lose that cap. <laughs> and there's been a couple of times where I think it could have probably been beneficial, more beneficial than what I was doing. But uh, I've been since just tried to mulch a little bit heavier. I, like I also tried and the malts too. I also, when I used to work at sorry. these other places, they're always throwing out. I don't mean to interrupt you. They're always throwing out the soil, man. They're just chugging it in the trash can and paying for more fucking soil to come in. And I'm just, God, what a waste of money, you know? And I really love doing the living soil, but yeah, you gotta be very careful about um what you're reusing. You know, it, I mean, so far it's working out great for me. What can I say? I'm just having fun. Um, I just want to make really great medicine and I want to, I want to do it like um, regeneratively. I don't want to be throwing out soil and um, wasting it. I want to keep reusing my soil and um, would be nice. Maybe one day to um, have like a, like a business with it, you know what I mean? Growing, like I really like being a caregiver, but um, maybe in the future it might be nice to make a business out of it. And uh, I would, that's why I like looking at the regenerative aspects like organically and making your own inputs and stuff like that because it's like, what can I do that's still just as effective but that can also save me some money? 
while while I'm growing it, you know. You could grab um, plants around you and ferment them and then use that ferment to grow new plants. You ever heard anyone use the phrase, I feed my plants plants? Anytime I see a male, I chop it down, I turn it into FPJ. <laughs> feed that back to my plants. It also makes really great syrup if you want to put it on like pancakes or something like that. It's very tasty. It's just um, sugar mixed with plant material. So it tastes like um, cannabis and sugar. Oh yeah, earlier what you were talking about sugar, I switched to like using sweeteners and stuff like that because I love baking and I love, um, well, for my daughter's birthday, we made like a, a, a two different types of cheesecakes. One was for her and one was for her aunt, which is my sister-in-law. I made a, a double chocolate cheesecake. And for my daughter, I made a butterscotch cheesecake. And um, instead of using sugars, I used sweeteners and it came out just as delicious, but none of that uh, nasty sugars in it. And it's pretty freaking yummy, actually. I freaking love cheesecake, just a tiny bit though, because it is, it is very rich. Also, um, I got for the chocolate when I used some cacao and, and maca or matcha, I'm not sure how that's pronounced some organic ingredients. Eggs were from my um, sister's farms from her chickens. So we used her, her eggs and sweetener instead of sugar and then um, cream cheese. Do you like making desserts or anything like that? Do you like cooking? I do, I do. What's your favorite thing to it. cook or, or bake? Uh, steak or brisk for sure. But I'm not limited to like grill items. Uh, I was actually kind of talking about this the other night. I've actually cooked professionally up until a point where I just got sick of being indoors. So I've cooked Italian food, Greek food, and Spanish or Mexican food cuisine. And I can, can I cook all the above from scratch. So it's not like shitty food that was pulled out of like a walk and you know, I can actually cook it all from scratch even a lot of the more authentic dishes so yeah I like to cook uh, but that's my, that's my go-to I just I like a good slow roast brisk or a nice yeah. cooked steak <clears throat> I like I'm not them. afraid to some like chunky cusada beef uh, burritos or stew beef burritos or something like that or, or some nice uh, uh, sauteed pork mm. uh, stew pork stuff like that I do Dude, I, I can make cookies cakes you do what cookies and cakes yeah <laughs> I love that's my jam um, mainly baking because my dad always um, did a lot of baking. So growing up, I learned how to do a lot of baking from him. And the funny thing is, <clears throat> he's so old fashioned. The guy drives me nuts. Bless his heart. I love my dad. But <clears throat> he gives me, uh, we call it grandma's sweet rolls. But if you ever looked up grandma's sweet rolls recipe, she used basics 
of what she had around her and um, they didn't have a lot of money and there weren't a lot of options at the stores either. So if you wanted to try other things like other sweets or spices or maybe something that wasn't even in season yet, like they didn't always have the option for that. So that's why there's these old recipes I like taking grandma's old sweet roll recipe and putting my own spin on it. Like um, when you lay out the dough, um, what my dad would do is spread some butter on it and sprinkle some cinnamon and sugar on it, which was probably like way too much sugar, not enough cinnamon, and then roll it up, slice it up, and then you um, put all the slices together and you bake it. Well, um, what I like doing since I've made that recipe like so many times over the years, we make it every Thanksgiving and Christmas. I decided to like do something different. Like I wanted something else besides just plain too much sugar and not enough cinnamon. So I did one where I spread like Nutella over it and um, put in some cho chocolate chunks, but also some like um, dried berries and um, like walnuts or something like that. Sprinkle it all on top, then you roll it up and then cut it up and you bake it. Um, uh, so anyways, what did I do last year? I think I made, <clears throat> I don't know what you would call it, a sauce. Uh, I made something with um, lemons and I think it was raspberries. Yeah, I don't know if I made a sauce though. I, I know I've done so many different things like over the years with the same basic recipe, but you just add your own flair to it to make it super yummy and delicious. So my dad doesn't like that. He doesn't like um, new, innovative, I don't know. <laughs> He's so old fashioned. He wants his mom's recipe is what he wants. He wants to be reminded of his mom when he has these sweet rolls. So last time and we had a bunch of family over for thanksgiving so i said okay i understand where my dad's coming from i made him his basic cinnamon roll recipe but then i also made another recipe and one was with like um chocolate caramel and and um walnuts and then another one was with the lemon and the raspberry stuff like kind of a sauce off of it with um sprinkled with some frozen raspberries and so we had three different types and I said there you go you could have your basic one if you want your basic one and no complaining and if you want to feel more adventurous you could try the others well everybody else at the Thanksgiving party was trying the others and they loved it and so he was the only one eating his like basic recipe oh fine I'll give it a try and then you know we're trying to convince him aren't they good aren't they good go this all right <laughs> uh, you know they're good dad give me a break um but I like watching <laughs> the great british baking show and i felt uh so bad for this lady if anyone's catching that live i mean i haven't seen today's episode every friday they come out with the new one um but what made me sad was there is this sweet lady and um she's an older gal and she's just the sweetest woman in the whole wide world but she sticks to those old-fashioned recipes no matter what they asked her to make she always stuck to the old-fashioned original stuff and never really won because recipes have changed over the years. You know what I mean? The same original recipe might, some people might like it because it reminds them of maybe their childhood, but other people are like, mm, it's all right, but it would have been a lot better if it had all this other new flavor and stuff like that too. 
So I really like different types of flavors added to things like the lemons and things like that, spices and herbs added to stuff. Earlier, when you're talking about stews, I fucking love stews. Stews is my jam. If you throw it in the crock pot in the morning and like, right, and then you're you're doing your work all day long, whatever you got to do during the day, and then you come back later on in the evening when you're hungry and your whole house smells good, and you're like, ooh, I love that crock pot. <laughs> I like making stews. Stews is easy. And I like putting all sorts of spices in Tonight was almost pot roast. I hadn't had pot roast in a while, and I almost made pot roast. It may be dinner for the only reason I didn't because it didn't. I didn't have the time. I like to, you know, lo, the longer you can let it go, you know, yeah. just like a good stew. It's got a. So I didn't have the proper time. I didn't didn't have the proper time, so I didn't want to deal with it. So maybe tomorrow. Tonight was steak, though. Steak, mushroom, onions, so. Tonight you had what? Steak, mushrooms, and onions. So. Oh, mushrooms. I thought you said steak and lobster and onions. I'm like, damn, this guy's living like a king. What'd you have for dinner? <laughs> steak and lobster? <laughs> it does sound good, though. It does sound good. Just grabbed a Qdoba burrito, and maybe that's why my stomach's acting up right now. But earlier, I just had a Qdoba burrito. I just grabbed whatever I could. Another cool thing that I like about um, everything being online now is if I know I'm going to um, go to a place and order from them, I just order it online. So when I walk up there, I just grab my to-go order. Now I've got to wait in line with everybody else on a Friday night. So that part's pretty cool. You know, I think a lot of people just had to... Um, kind of go with the flow of things, you know? Uh, I feel bad for anybody who had lost their jobs ever since like this whole, you know, the coronavirus thing was going on. But some people are um, taking it for what it is and, and just kind of moving on with adapting. That's the word I'm thinking of, adapting. And adapting is a very, very, very important thing to do. You got to just go with the flow. You can't um go against if you go against you end up spending yourself more energy can i ask how you feel about the vaccines oh sure can we talk sure. about that on your show well, yeah it's yeah it's, it's just a matter of opinion it's not like we're trying to sway the masses or anything we're just you know what i mean <laughs> I am totally cool with that shit. Uh, I'm not for it, to be honest with you. I'm, you know, I was very much, and I'm still very much on the record saying, you'll be, if it comes down to it, you'll have to like, chase me down and stick me in the back with that shit. You know, <laughs> that's pretty much the way I kind of feel about it now. And I, I feel that, you know, we should have the right to choose. I mean, they they dictate already what we're trying to put in our bodies. Yes, no, whatever. Yes. Now they have the right for something that isn't really tested and they know that isn't 100%, but yeah, they can just, yeah, this will do it. No, wait, now it needs a booster forever. Boom, 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 boom. So you're going to continue to fucking blast me? Everyone needs to continue you know, to have shit. a booster shot and people who have gotten the vaccine 
are are still getting the virus, but I thought that the vaccine helps against the virus. So why would they need another shot if the first was should the first shot work? Why do people need another shot? It's it's too. You know, I as a kid, I myself have been vaccinated as a kid. I remember that, but um, things are just different now. I just don't trust Pfizer. I don't trust everything that started off as something good. Maybe a long time ago, like because I know I argue with it with my mom a lot. I know when vaccinations first came out was. Um, well, I don't know when they first came out, but I know that polio was the biggest concern because so many people were dying from it. And then ever since the vaccine against polio came out and everyone was getting that vaccine, all of a sudden there have been no polio cases, you know, in this record long of time, which is extremely important because it was a terrible, terrible disease going around. But what somebody may have created for good purposes other people are taking it and manipulating it and turning it around and using it for their own corrupt purposes when they say that you have to be forced into doing a thing that's when i don't trust it anymore because i know that the government does not care about my health all they care about is money and what we were talking about earlier with the caregivership thing going on in michigan about how it's terrible that that thing's even an issue obviously they don't care about your health they care about money. And that's just one thing that makes me so upset. I don't usually say anything about it on Instagram. I try to make my Instagram a, a peaceful, happy place for people to come to, to not think about all the issues going on in the world. But um, today I decided that I was going to share um, my belief, and I know I've gotten um, a few people wrote back to that saying, you know, disagreeing. But like what you said earlier about your rights, I'm, I'm not mad that you disagree with me. That's okay. We don't have to think the same way. And I'm thankful that you still have rights to come onto this platform and disagree with me if you feel like you want to disagree with me. That's fine. Because the biggest thing that concerns me is our rights being taken away. And then saying, no, you no longer get the choice. You are now forced to, if you want this job, you're forced to take the vaccine. If you want to travel, you're forced to take the vaccine. There's a fucking chocolate festival. To go to the chocolate festival, you had to have proof of being vaccinated. For a course on compost, you had to show proof of being vaccinated. That doesn't make any fucking sense. And... I know you have a lot of Australia people that listen to you live, right? Because right now it's kind of like their daylight hours. Yeah. Um, yeah well, uh, yeah, it's like absolutely terrible out there in Australia because they're not granted the freedom to get together and disagree with what their government is trying to say to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, is that true? Like in Australia, they're not allowed to talk about it and if they go against it they're threatened to be arrested yeah but, but i actually seen a thing i mean to to kind of go with how out of control what you're saying is i seen that thing the other day and it, it affected me because I, i'm obviously well tatted but i'm not tatted about this line but they, in australia they're actually talking about making uh, face tattoos illegal 
and making you know if you have one right now they're talking about oh no you're getting that shit fucking removed that doesn't make sense what about the um the originals what are they called albergines i'm probably butchering that (laughs) i'm gonna butcher it too i'm not even trying yeah they had their whole entire face tattooed right I'm calling them the originals. That's a terrible name. Natives. Aborigines. Just give me a moment. I'll I come up I... with good words. <laughs> the natives. <laughs> um, the natives, they always had their faces tattooed, right? Yeah. A I lot don't of think that... cultures, it's, they tattoo. Okay, so I was looking at this thing about tattoos and like kind of the history of it all. And um, at first people were doing it with their tribes to say, I'm with this tribe or I'm from this area. So that's why they had these certain tattoos even on their face. But then um, it turned into, fuck, I forgot which country. But um, a country started a thing where they were tattooing someone if they were going to jail or if they were arrested and they were in jail. They would get a certain tattoo on them. So even if they were free from jail one day, they still had this tattoo on them the rest of their life. So then tattoos became associated with criminals. And then even in like Japan, even today, um, you're not allowed in certain baths if you're having tattoos. Because they're associating you with being um, criminal. That's crazy. A tattoo on your face? To say that you have been vaccinated or a tattoo on your face for what? Sorry. Well, they're, no, they're saying no tattoos at all on your face. It's just against oh. the law. What the fuck? Are they going to arrest you? Probably enough. Okay, sorry. I know, I know I'm American and I got to be very careful about my opinions. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. You know what my husband tells me the difference between us and Australia is that they had their guns taken away. And that's why they have to deal with a lot of the shit that they're dealing with right now. Because there's too much of what would you call it? The government, the enforcers, whatever you want to call someone who's in control. Telling everybody what they and can't do I mean why would you even make that a law I mean who cares if somebody wants to go get their face tattooed I mean that doesn't even matter don't you have more important things to make into laws like murdering all those gigantic ass spiders out there I've seen pictures (laughs) (laughs) fuck that bro they got like spider webs covering parks like the fuck (laughs) And then there's this guy who had left his car at a park and then went back to go pick up his car the next morning. And it was like covered in spider webs. I saw that and I'm like, I will never travel to Australia. Fuck that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Don't Actually, think I like <laughs> Spiders are freaky, yes. I actually seen one here that kind of took me to a new level. I tell you one funny thing. You may think it's funny or may not think it's funny, but chat is can be funny. And earlier, Westport, our favorite Chad. Uh, yes, he is in chat, but he is the guilty party here. 
But earlier, why? Earlier, when you seen the spider, they were trying to get me to tell you it was crawling up your shoulder. <laughs> like oh, no. it'd be totally funny if you not when I'm on shrooms. It's crawling on her. I'm still like that. <laughs> Looking at that thing, guts are there, his guts are here. I think I'm good, but now I'm just like anything that moves. I'm just like, is that a spider? (laughs) That's the one thing that I don't want to do. Like when I'm doing shrooms, is a big enough dose where I'm I'm seeing things that aren't really there. I had to double check, like I told you about those dreams. But that thing was fucking real. I couldn't believe it when I got up close. I saw it from this far. It was on my wall. I know. Some of the best, (laughs) some of the best experiences that I've ever had on mushrooms have been sleeps, a a fairly good dose, and just fall out for the night or a few hours during during peak and just had like lucid fucking amazing dreams woke up and just the best mood one time i just i couldn't one time i woke up like mid midway during the peak part of it and couldn't really tell if i was still sleeping or awake it was like stuck in that i don't know if this is real or not yet kind of phase it took about you were seeing things that minutes. really there no 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 i was i was awaking from like tripping balls basically and when i woke i wasn't fully well fully sure if i was awake or still kind of dreaming kind of phase just still lost in that kind of limbo phase hasn't gotten much worse than that definitely waking up very refreshed and and good good time I really like um, I like the I like microdosing. I don't like to take too high of doses. I'm very particular. I would like if I was to take a really high dose. I think it would be a lot more fun if I was like out camping, out in nature or something like that. Maybe in the safety of my own home. Um, I don't know. I just don't take a big dose. I just really like having a nice microdose and letting it seep into the tea and just sipping on it. It's real nice. Um, but it doesn't just because you're microdosing doesn't mean you're going to have a good time. You know what I mean? Um, some people could have kind of a bad time off of it. So I don't, I'd like to get, uh, learn more about, um, uh, psychedelics and and their effects on the brain. It's very interesting that you take a heroic dose and then you feel like you have a much better spiritual experience, and now you're seeing th- your world around you through a different lens. Same thing with when people are doing the ayahuasca trip or the DMT; like they come back from it like different a bit rejuvenated thinking differently. It's very important, especially for people who have like PTSD. They really need, um, with the right counseling, if you've got the right counselor, it's not just about taking the drugs for fun, but doing it in the right environment with a good counselor to talk to you about your experiences could help you um, overcome some things um, that you have been through. 
understand you will never go back to being the person you once were a long time ago. And why would you want to go back to being that person? We all got to evolve. We got to move on and um, learn new things. And we can't learn new things if we're not growing and evolving. And um, yeah, I really like doing a nice microdose. Um, when did I ever do a crazy thing where I was like visualizing weird shit? Uh, well, when I was in high school, like my first, well, that wasn't shrooms though. That was um, acid. Like, I don't know what your high school was like, but in my high school, like if you wanted drugs, you could get them easily. <laughs> and everyone was doing all sorts of drugs because it was high school. There's like nothing else to do. And um, it was just kind of that age where, where I was growing up anyways, where we experimented with stuff like that. And I, I've always been a, like really into um, things about the brain. I got um, my degree in psychology. It's probably why I always liked cannabis so much because of its effects on the brain. And I'm very weird about what your brain can do to manipulate your feelings and your environment around you and now manifesting. And now I would like to like push that further on into um, channeling or using that kind of energy to help heal people. Um, there's a lot of like mediums that are, that are healers also just by thinking of a person maybe understanding what's wrong with their body, maybe recommending some certain teas or something like that. Um, almost 100% think that some type of psychedelics would almost uh, or has to play a part in the channeling type adventure in your life. I really believe through both mushrooms or any, any high dose psychedelic and that's and that i don't like to i don't like to even though i do believe there's a lot of beneficial on a more structured level for lsd but i really believe more so towards the natural mushrooms uh ayahuasca that type of thing that you, when, when you're going through that phrase phase rather your mind is adjusting to different frequencies different understandings possibly even different dimensions where mm -hmm. like the akashic records and everything their lives but that's what sets people that have that ability aside is because they are able to change that frequency you know what mm -hmm. i mean and tap into that to where we're probably all capable if we were to train and attune our mind to such beliefs but most people don't want to believe that that's possible so and that's the one thing holding all of us possible, back that's the one thing holding all of us yeah. back is is our own beliefs into thinking um, anything. I always, uh, like for example, I always have dreams about flying, flying everywhere. I'm a flyer. When I dream, I fly. And I know that I'm dreaming because I can fly. And it's like, 
when I wake up, I think, is that possible that it can happen in real life? And it's all the power of the mind. The mind has way more power than we know that it has. And that's based because of our belief. We don't believe that our mind has this much power that it does. Most people put their beliefs on religion and miracles instead of on the thought of meditation and prayer. Um, Praying for something, I always say, like, if I can't physically help somebody or do a thing, I pray for them. I I send a little blessing to everybody who likes my shit. It's stupid. When I go through Instagram and and you see all these hearts, this person gave your photo a heart and this person likes your photo. I'm like, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. I'm just like firing blessings to everybody on Instagram world. (laughs) I believe in that. If I'm switching lanes and somebody lets me get in front of them, I send them a blessing. Bless you. I hope you have a good day. If somebody cuts me off and they're driving like an asshole, I give them a blessing. I say, you know what? I hope you don't get arrested. (laughs) I hope you don't get a ticket. I hope you don't get pulled over later. I hope you don't get in a car accident. (laughs) That's a blessing. But um, how powerful the mind can be and what makes some people magicians when they could like um, levitate an object without physically touching it or make something appear out of nowhere. Like I could say Chris Angel, but there's so many more out there that are really good, but just Chris Angel is just a well-known, everyone knows what you're talking about when you say Chris Angel. I think that he um, touched on that, maybe Jesus too, when he was walking on water because he proved his mind was more powerful um, than than laws and of gravity and nature. You know, anything anything can happen, and maybe that's probably the issue that happened with um, Atlantis. Those people were a little bit too smart. There may have been like some studies or something that they were playing around with, and some accident happened, and they all blew up and um, had a great flood and uh, destroy their own civilization and these days it's like we're not allowed to be too smart we're not allowed to know that we have the same powers that jesus jesus did we're told um god is outside of us not within us and when you start getting into psychedelics and you're opening up into that spiritual realm you understand that you are god you are god everybody out there is a god they're all star seeds. Um, so it's just one thing I really do like about psychedelics is getting more understanding of that and uh, getting better at being more intuitive. Um, maybe not like a crazy channeler. Um, sometimes when I am on shrooms, depending on who I'm hanging out with, I do like feel like I'm oh damn like this happens on shrooms sometimes i lightly give someone a message and i call it lightly because this one time when i was on um dmt and i don't know if you would even someone got dmt off the black market or something so we took a hit of this guy's pen and he says this is this much dmt what do i know but i had a real fucking spiritual experience and i was surrounded by a bunch of friends like real good friends that i totally look look up to and it was sad cuz it was the last time that we all got together like that everyone kind of split and broke off and they all went their separate ways and that's just life but 
when I was on this hit of DMT, I got like a message downloaded to me. I just closed my eyes and just gave them the message that everybody needed to hear that night. And everyone was going through different phases in their life. Some of them were having issues because they tried to have this business. The business didn't go so well because some things happened or some things got passed or some laws or whatever. And uh, their businesses is crashing down. And for other people, they're starting a new situation where um, they're getting ready to move somewhere. And for another couple, um, they're just starting a business, like pushing it. So for all these people, like I gave them a nice message that was really meant for everybody to understand and, and to think about life and just enjoying every moment and understanding sometimes <clears throat> things we've worked so hard on and put so much heart and passion into and love into fail because they were meant to. Some things just don't work out um, always because they were meant to have an end date. You know, people are, are meant to die. Things are meant to stop. And then you've got to turn around and look for something else that's new. And like what we were saying earlier about going with the flow, just always going with the flow and stop being so resistant to things because when you're resistant, it's just a waste of your energy and it's going to be much harder on you. Um, you always see this analogy of a guy floating down a river. And uh, when he floats down the river, he finds that the river takes him where he needs to go. But the whole time he didn't want to float down the river, he liked where he was. So he kept swimming against the um, current instead of just relaxing and trusting that the universe will take him where he needs to be. Something I always think about all the time when things don't always go my way. I feel like a little lost, but then I turn around and remind myself, you know, that was fun while it lasted, but now it's time for me to move on because it's not something uh, I should be doing that same thing for the rest of my life. Seven year eight or a seven year itch, call it whatever you want. You do something for so long after seven years, you get kind of tired of it and feeling a little bit lost and you need something new, something new to come up something new to keep you occupied, something new to learn. So. You know, it's true that uh, the mushrooms and again, the idea of taking DNT and stuff like that, that I've actually changed my, my whole way I look at uh, people's mental state. Yes. And all, all in all. Because as we've talked about earlier, you know, your mind can take you to different places, especially on the vibrations it's putting out, either through the thoughts you're having, through the place you put yourself in, or through chemically, through, you know, uh, psychedelics. But it can take you and make you manifest and do different things. So basically what, when I, during, especially during, it was during through like a, I wouldn't say it was a heavy dose, but a, a nice dose. I could see that uh, 
way we look at people in general, say, as if I were on the outside watching you or anybody else take some DMT and flop around, talk yeah. in tongues, whatever, you would think that person is fucking insane. But basically, you put your mind into a different place where you're basically in another realm or in a different place for temporarily seeing things that we, we're, we're holding ourselves from back from seeing every day anyway. We're, we're the only thing holding ourselves back from being there anyway. But through psychedelics, we've relaxed our mind or changed our channel, if you will, to be able to be in that temporary place for a moment. And that's all it is, is changing the channel, changing the frequency, yep. you know, relaxing your mind, speeding it up, whatever, to match that in particular place or level. So when I now, since I've kind of put my mind around that, what's so different about looking at people and their mental health, the way mm -hmm. they change the channel maybe through PTSD is like an example to where they've experienced an event where they're like, no, 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 no. They don't and want to see kind of just said, I'm going to turn the channel for you a little bit. You know what I mean? To help you see don't things see differently anymore. from a different the point of view. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when we see these people that are necessarily that, society has labeled crazy you know what i mean the people that are naturally stuck in that place who's to say somewhere along the line or possibly even born that way they are in that place that we take ourselves to through psychedelics or dmt they're locked in that wave we're deeming them crazy but here they're seeing things on a whole new level that they can't explain or wouldn't make sense to somebody that couldn't relate for a lot of us so, a veil has been putting over our eyes so that we can't see the 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 horrible truth i was just talking to my daughter about that <clears throat> in this world there's always like the yin and yang the good and bad it just is what it is that's why we came to this world was to learn if everything was perfect, if everything went our way, how would we learn? How would we grow? We wouldn't. You grow when when things are going against the grain of, of what you wish uh, your outcomes would be. And um, so there's always the yin and yang. There's always, 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 always going to be good forces on this world and evil forces on this world. And um, one is not supposed to completely take over the other. They should be equal. And when, um, cause I saw that my daughter was uh, looking at a shirt today when we were shopping, she wanted it that had the yin yang on it. And I said, this is your world, but pay more attention to this side and try paying less attention to this side. Because like, no matter what, your thoughts can easily go in a dark area and you gotta just stop it and switch it into more positive. Like um, any situation that comes your way, thinking of things, differently thinking of things from a new point of view understanding that that experience you learned from it and you became a better person after it and you can never go back to the person you were before you had your you what's normal you can never go back to what you think normal is let's embrace this new version of you 
and to move forward with that because this new version says I've had some pretty crazy experiences. I've witnessed some crazy things in my life. Maybe I've done some things I wish I hadn't done. Um, maybe I, I've seen some things I wish I hadn't seen. Maybe I was a victim of a situation that shouldn't have ever happened to me. And, um, you know, it's, it's, life is, when I think about the purpose of life, and the answer that I'm always told is, is to learn. What's the purpose of life? We come here to learn. Like, oh, great, because I have to deal with all this bullshit. Let me plug in my PC. And um, I, don't, I don't like to deal with all the bull crap. I like looking at the beautiful things of this world, like nature and stuff like that, meeting cool people like you. Not so much dealing with like assholes or seeing how nasty people can be sometimes. Um, but certain things just happen in this life and it's meant for our soul to learn, to grow, to move on and to move forward. And I don't know why it has to happen, but it just does. So it's like I could spend all day believing that I'm stuck in a place where I don't want to be and, and stuck in dealing with a situation I don't want to deal with. Or I could look at the bright side of it and be thankful for the things that I do have. Um, be thankful for the beautiful things I do get to see. Be thankful for the relationships that I have, you know, feeling more blessed for the things that are going well for me and not put too much focus on that, the dark side, but more of your um, thoughts and energy on the light side, if you can. Even with this whole virus thing, the coronavirus and the vaccine, it pisses me off so much. And I don't, I don't care when other people disagree with me. That's okay. I mean, I just want everyone to be able to still have their freedoms. I mean, what's happening in Australia where people's freedoms are being taken away, it's fucked up, it's fucked up. And then I'm thinking that could easily be us if we had our guns taken away, you know? I mean, I just want to remind um, people how important it is to have our freedoms to say, mm, no, I don't want that vaccine. I have other ways of trying to make myself healthy and boost my immunity. And I don't want people to force their mandated corrupt policies on me, you know? I mean, telling someone that they get arrested for having a fucking face tattoo. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've heard worse. In other countries, it's, it's pretty bad. And there I go again, when I'm thinking of these bad things, I gotta switch it around and say, I'm so thankful and blessed that I am at the position I am at. I have nothing to complain about in my life because things are working out very well for me at the moment but it hurts me to see that other people don't have those same rights. And that could easily be us. That could be our rights taken away. And um, that I don't want. Someone disagrees with me, that's fine. Disagree with me, I don't care. No, I'm not gonna give you fucking stupid ass evidence to back up my claims because I don't care to argue with people all day. My news sources are not your news sources. 
So you could read whatever CNN wants you to believe, but I'm going off of other things. Like cancer. Colin Powell had cancer. He got the vaccine and then died. And they said he died from cancer. He didn't die from the vaccine. But what does cancer do to your body? It weakens your immune system. So when you go and get this vaccine, which is pretty much, I believe uh, some form of the viruses in the vaccine and by putting those bodies into our bodies, it helps our antibodies adapt and, and fight them. So if the virus was to come, that we would already have those antibodies built within us. I believe that that's how it works. But he died because he was forced to take a fucking vaccine. If he was not forced to take that vaccine, he'd probably still suffer another so many years from his cancer. Maybe, maybe his cancer could have been cured. Uh, maybe if he did a nice detox. Who knows? I'm not. Uh, so a lot of these companies that are putting this stuff out aren't necessarily been forthright with us over the years. I mean, look out. Everything they've produced, put out on the market, they're self-policed with their own testing. You know, the, basically, they provide all the testing for the, the Food and Drug Administration. The Food and Drug Administration looks at all presented evidence and says, okay, yeah, this is whatever. And then later, 10 years down the road or whatever, we find out it's been the cause of all kinds of shit. And then mm -hmm. we go back and we open up their studies and they, they do it all wrong. You know what I mean? Oh, it was for the greater good, but we didn't, we knew it was going to kill half, but it, it, we saved a few, you know what I mean? Yeah. So to, you know, put my eggs in that basket, I don't necessarily have a good feeling with that. Second, it's cutting off your right again, arm to save your left arm. You know, it's I've come to a point in my life, and again, it was right around the, the the spirituality turn in my life, where I've kind of thought about, you know, I and I've said this a number of times too. I really don't think it's any coincidence that cannabis and mushrooms and other natural medicines have been brought back to the forefront, you know? It's kind of, and again, with cannabis, I've never, you know, they've always deemed it a bad drug or whatever, but all the people that I've talked to throughout this whole experience, throughout my whole life that has dealt with cannabis, it has enriched their lives. Mm -hmm. wow, even more so now, more than the people that have grown, I've seen it almost instantly change their lives for the better you know it, it in health and going in the garden mental health being in the mm -hmm. garden then at some point you know you really make that turn as such as i did with now and it's even more so nowadays because it wasn't such a topic back when i started growing you know what i mean dirt was dirt when i was first started growing Mm -hmm. So nowadays, it's not like that. We, people are more encouraged to look into it more organically. Once mm -hmm. I opened up that road, I, it, that took me both more spiritually and wanting to, you know, it's weird how we take that road too as we grow. We want to do, we want to make our canvas better. 
we we're, we're all we're looking out for that. But then somewhere along the lines, we go, well, shit, this applies to us. This applies mm-hmm. to me. I should be looking out and treating myself better with, you know, what I intake, just like the mm-hmm. plant, you know, mm-hmm. and then the same thing with, you know, the mushrooms and being able to heal your mind through that. I really think that it's no coincidence that we've been, these things have been put forth in front of us again to kind of put us in check. We, you know, yeah. through our, our journey through this, we learn about ourselves and what our place in this world, our responsibility of what, yes. how we should tread through this, you know, responsibilities, yes. you know, as stewards of what comes next. And here mm-hmm. now, now we've got all this goodness happening through natural stuff, through our learning of organics and just natural remedies, which we knew years and years ago. But again, big pharma chemicals came in and kind of wanted to erase all that knowledge that we had of healing ourselves to four above the the whole situation with um like big pharmaceuticals and um what people are doing okay let me take a deep breath because you got me all excited when i thought of this what people are doing to the soils for the farmers, Monsanto, for instance, saying, you need to buy these nutrients from me. You need to buy these nutrients. You cannot grow your crop unless you buy these nutrients. And Big Pharma is doing the same thing. You need to heal yourself through me with these pills that I'm giving you. You cannot heal yourself unless you buy these pills off of me. My husband's a veteran and it's very frustrating when the VA is so uninterested in hearing any of his um, accomplishments through his PTSD with when he is on cannabis versus, or even when he does some microdoses of shrooms and he doesn't even shroom often, but he's, he's taken enough trips to know that there is more to this life than a past that haunts him and then um what bothers me is is the same companies sitting here trying to sell to us their their medic medicine their cure it's like what we need to do is go back to nature because nature provided everything that we needed and same thing with growing any plants any crops nature already provides everything that you need if you need calcium magnesium excuse me that burrito is coming up Calcium, magnesium, nitrogen, phosphorus, um, ashes, minerals, um, worm doo-doos, poop from all sorts of animals. Needs a lot of poop from animals. I don't know what's up with poop, but when I think of like organic growing, it's all poop, man. Poop, poop, poop. (laughs) Nature is already providing everything that we need. So once we go back to regenerative farming, and making our own inputs out of like already plant material that we had gathered or um, kind of just maybe letting things be, letting plants just kind of grow around other certain plants because they're providing that uh, fix that needs to happen in the soil. And same thing can happen with plants here to help us as well. We don't need to take the pharmaceutical medications. And if you look up a lot of those pharmaceutical medications, they are derived 
from plants. That's what I was saying earlier. It kind of bothers me when people take only the CBD out of this or only certain terpenes. It's like you're, you're tearing apart what needs to be put together as a whole. And you can't sit here and come up with your miracle cure pill and say that it's great because it has CBD in it. You're forgetting that THC was important too. And that terpenes played a role in that also. And all of the um, material of, of the flower itself, you know what I mean? Um, the whole thing, the whole thing. Smoking this whole entire flower can help people open up their minds and their worlds and expand their thoughts and work on themselves, even get very creative, get really amazing ideas. I know a lot of times get high does so much for me. Um, it will always help me see things differently. Like if I'm having an issue and I'm mad and I'm steaming and I smoke a bowl, it just automatically, I see things differently from a new point of view, from a new light from a new angle, however you want to call it. Okay, now I'm understanding the situation a bit better. Maybe I could see where I have gone wrong or maybe I could see where I need to fix myself and not be so upset about certain things. And a whole plant similar to this one can be used as an input to help um, grow out all your crops and you'll have like an abundance of food and crops. You know, with like nature, using nature, like what you're saying about microbials, that's using nature. And if everyone finds out about how good microbials are for their immunity, Pfizer wouldn't really be in existence anymore. People wouldn't need them anymore. But they don't want you to think that you already have everything within your backyard that could help you heal. They want you to think you need them. That really bothers me, the whole corruptedness of it. But I'm glad to meet people that are like getting back into nature and getting back into plants. I think it's really cool that we're finally doing studies and being open with our studies on shrooms. Um, like what I said earlier, if, if there was an instance where you could even get high and smoking a joint with a friend and chatting with them would help you out a lot. Um, or being on shrooms, any kind of psychedelic that could just open up your brain waves and you have someone that you could talk to and they could help uh, uplift you and talk about your issues, talk about what's bothering you and then come to you from a new uh, point of view, a new frame of mind. I don't know. One of the things I do love doing the most is just getting high and hanging out and talking with people because, you know, it helps me reveal a lot of things and it helps them reveal a lot of things too. It's a great medicine. You don't need more than what nature has provided, but people can't get rich off of nature. So that's always an issue. It's one of the things that's holding that money dollar hope is holding us back from a lot of the things, you know, the free uh, zero point energy and stuff like that that we know is already out there. But you know, uh, Tesla knew that a long time ago. I was just doing that. I was just going to say that. None of that. They Tesla and, was know, made a, a a light bulb that would always stay on, and they asked him, was it him or somebody else? 
asked them, said, mm, that's awesome, but how are we gonna make money off of that light bulb? We're not, we need a light bulb that wears out so that people will come back and buy more light bulbs. There is a Tesla bulb in a, a fire department, right? And they've never changed that light bulb, never. Still fucking running. Yeah, you can make your own energy. Um, that's one thing I love about solar panels. And a lot of people are learning like a DIY. I've seen that homesteading. Like homesteading is the coolest thing that people are sharing on the internet now because everybody's sharing ideas with everybody. And um, yeah, people are making their own solar panels. There is, um, I heard a kid out in Africa that had done some research on solar panels, grabbed some scraps from his neighborhood and made a solar panel and, and provided enough electricity for like his little town. I mean, they were like out in the middle of nowhere or wherever that that happened. But those things are happening. You don't need um, corporations. And did you see that thing today about all those uh, workers at um, PG&E walking off? A lot of people might be going without power because all the employees walked off because the employees were forced to be vaccinated if they wanted their job. So they all um, did a uh, took a stand on that and did a walkout and said, um, "Good luck finding new people who are who are um, vaccinated that can handle this job." Apparently, it's come to the point where. Um, your skills don't matter how long you've been working for uh, doing a, a same thing doesn't matter. Your education doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is are you vaccinated or not? Great, go here, do that job, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was I was like uh, trying to look for uh, jobs, not that I really wanted one, but like my badge is kind of expiring. Here we go again, back and forth. I know I don't wanna work in the industry, but I do kind of miss being out and, and hanging out with people and doing something else other than worrying about what's going on in my own garden. Um, I thought that maybe I could get a job and I've had a few people call me back, but the first thing that they ask is, are you vaccinated or are you willing to go get vaccinated to get this job? And I said, no, you guys are taking away our freedoms by forcing your employees to be vaccinated. And one person has said it might be an, an insurance thing. I don't know, Who, whose agenda? Who's telling all these corporations and all these uh, business people to make your employees be vaccinated or your employees have to be fired? Who's telling them that they have to do that now? I would say that gave all out all that free money throughout this whole thing. And now they're saying, well, you play long or pay back, I believe, is being what's being played. Oh. Yeah. yeah I just, opinion. I don't understand why someone's got to be vaccinated just to water plants all day. water plants all day like you're not even around anybody else you're off in the room by yourself watering plants i i don't get it 
I know some people probably got vaccinated and they're like, yeah, it's no big deal. But all I'm saying is when things are getting mandated, it's just messed up when they're forcing everybody to do a thing that people don't necessarily agree is the right thing. That's oh, so wrong. I am almost done with this plant. <laughs> Not really. I still have a lot more to go through. <laughs> I'm probably going to be here all night finishing up this thing. I'm not even like really doing a trim job. I just wanted to get like the big, um, the big leaves off so that I could dry this up because they're already starting to um, get Colorado crisp. So Colorado Chris. Oh, well, because it's humid. We don't have high humidity out here right now, this time of year, anyways, depending on where in Colorado you live. If if you're near where there's like a lot of um, snow, or if you're if you live near a huge body of water, then you'd be a lot more um, humid in your environment. But for most of the front range of Colorado, um, when it's not snowing, we are not that humid at all. Like, I think it's like 30%. Inside it, my inside humidity is always at 30%. Always, always, always. It only goes up if, if we've had some rain or had some snow. But um, other than that, it's always at like, it's pretty, it's pretty dry out here. Um, so, uh, what that means is like our weed can get real crispy and fall apart real fast because of how dry it is out here. So um, that's why I'm trying to put these into jars. Well, separating, you know, the, the big uh, nugs versus small stuff that's going to go into oils. Uh, but I got to jar it up before they get too dried out. So. That's the Colorado crisps. So are, are you able to either or there? So basically what I'm asking is, I, I, do you grow outdoors? Uh, Hell yes. Do you have to grow outdoors all the time or can you grow, you know, I heard you say you're allotted a certain amount of plants. Do they have to be dedicated outdoors, indoors? Can you mix it up 50-50? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Outdoors in or indoors, it doesn't really matter. The only thing is um, they have certain restrictions about outdoors. Like if you live near a school or something like that, or a walkway to school, like um, if, if you're close enough to a school and there's a bunch of school kids walking past your house, you can't just be having a big old plant outside in the, in the face. Easy for kids to just reach over the fence and grab some weed. I mean, that you can't do. Um, so as long as me for a caregiver, anyways, I could grow my plant, my patient's plants indoors or outdoors. It doesn't matter. Obviously with the outdoors, when you're like holding on to a certain number of plants for a long, long time, last season, I had these plants for, um, 10 months growing outside. So kind of, you know what I mean? You, you got to keep that number in check. 
So um, when you're indoors, it's easier when you have your perpetual harvest because you're constantly cutting down um, a plant's life is probably five to six months before it gets harvested, whereas these ones were 10 months. So it doesn't matter if I'm growing indoors or outdoors, um, but I do got to keep that plant count in mind when I decide to grow outdoors is because now I'm holding on to this plant count a little bit longer. In case if someone comes down, did I tell you I got arrested in, when I was in North Carolina? Did I mention that part? I got arrested when I think I... it's kind of funny because we were talking about North Carolina last night. The guest was from there. And it had, though you look back at his show, there's a bunch of comments I like from people that are from the area and related to, and I think it's kind of funny that you brought it up. Yeah. So I didn't mean to interrupt. Please go ahead. No, so you're sorry. fine. But yeah, it's like, so, I mean, they just passed their laws, thank God. But this was back in, shoot, when did I get arrested? Um, 2003, I got arrested for growing that fucking, it looked like a hemp plant. I mean, the seed I got from, from brickweed, and I was growing it in miracle Grow closet. I mean, it looked fucking terrible. <laughs> And uh, that fucking sucked getting arrested for that. And it does kind of, I don't want that to ever happen again. And depending on which weed I smoke, I might be super paranoid about it. <laughs> but I stayed away from certain strains. I mean, I know I smell them and I get excited, but then I think oh, I'm going to be so paranoid later if I smoke that. <laughs> so I can't have that strain. But um uh, I do think about it constantly. Like, I, that's why I just want to keep my stuff in check. Like, I want to make sure I got my patients. I got their plant count. I'm not doing anything wrong. I got everything good so far. As far as being a caregiver goes, I mean, the only other option, um, if you're not being a caregiver and you're trying to be legal so you don't get busted, is to... Um, uh, get licensed, but that you need at least half a million dollars just to have a setup to be, and it's a lotto. So you might win that license or you might do all this planning, all this building, all this gathering of, of people and situations. And you've got a nice thing set up already to rock and roll, but you didn't win that lotto ticket. Um, you know, so you don't get your license. So all of that just goes to nothing. And it's such a gamble. It's messed up the way that they do that. I know in Oklahoma, they were like way more relaxed about the rules. And that's why so many people flooded to Oklahoma because they didn't have to pay these ridiculous prices. If you want to do hemp, hemp's like way cheaper. You could say, and this is what I heard. If you were a caregiver, then your caregiver plants are over here on this section. And if you wanted to grow hemp as well and do the hemp license is only 500 bucks, um, but you still have to be tested because if your stuff is a, above a certain percentage for THC, you have to chop it all down. So people who grow hemp, um, they either got really great genetics by now or they're cutting it early, like they chop it down early. So um, if you wanna do hemp, I mean, it's pretty easy, 500 bucks. And you could say this section of my yard is for hemp and don't worry about what's going on over there at that section. That section over there is like, I'm a caregiver and those are for my patients. But this section over here is for hemp only. I heard you can do that. 
And the people that come out to test your plants will only go to that section that you said was just for them. And that's what your license says, this area right here. So that's how that works. I'd like to like um, grow hemp. Might be an idea later on down the road. I don't know, I'm open to whatever. Whatever works out for me, I guess. Uh, I think it is an amazing thing. If we can get uh, the aerial view used to seeing cannabis, it isn't a bad thing either if it's hemp or, you know, what form it's in. You know, yeah. as long as it looks good from there, I guess. Double Urban Chat says, can you please ask what strains profiles tweak your paranoia? What was that? Because, sorry, you're cutting in and out. They're asking, uh, basically, Hillbilly Herbs would like to know uh, what strains or profiles tweak your prayer noise. <laughs> Myrison. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Myrison. Myrison? Myrison? M-Y-R-C-E-N-E. When I smell it, I fucking know, man. If I fucking smell that shit, it's like, first of all, it's a good high. It's very uplifting. It's a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. But okay, um, like when I first moved into this house and started growing, um, there is this one strain, which was the only strain I smoked all year long because I had one mother plant and I was taking a shitload of clones off of it. I didn't have like a shitload of seeds. So I didn't have variety. I just had this one fucking plant that I was always smoking uh, for a year. And I would be so fucking paranoid about growing weed. <laughs> and I'd smoke the weed that I was growing and get even more paranoid about it. And I'd smoke the weed I was growing and get even more paranoid about it. For me, and this is different for people because terpenes affect people differently. And uh, same thing with like, what terpenes might interest you right now are working for you right now, but maybe later on down the road, like say six months from now, or maybe a year from now, it might be a different terpene that will work better for you then because things in your life have changed or your environment has changed, or maybe your diet has changed. So your, your terpene interests and, and what's, what's best for you to take might change as well. But for me, when I smell myrosine, like, oh God, I get, I get excited because I love the smell and I know it's a really good um, head high and um, it gives me energy. That's one thing. If, it, if you got an uplifting weed and it gives you energy, you have to do something with that energy because if you're just sitting there trying to relax, maybe after a long day and you're not doing anything with all that energy, it kind of turns into a, a paranoia. And I wouldn't say that my thoughts on it were too extreme, but um, for me, that was yeah, definitely fucking embarrassing, man. Woo, good stuff. <laughs> I can't see chat right now because all I see is this black box of our meeting. So I can't see like the whole YouTube stuff. Like when I'm usually watching YouTube shows and you can see the chat. Are you on a laptop? Or there's two ways you can see the chat. If you're on a laptop, on a laptop. <laughs> up in the corner there, you should be able to see uh, something that says live on YouTube, right? Yes. It's right above your if you face. you drop that down, 
it will say uh, view link and stream. If you click that, it'll bring up what's going on on YouTube. It'll bring just like you watch it. Just pause the video and then the chat will roll. Okay. <laughs> Are you still you know, with me? I used to tell, yeah, I'm still here. So I brought it up and then it was like weird. <laughs> it was like two seconds behind us. 20 seconds. They're 20 seconds. So what you're reading in chat, they, you know, we said 20 seconds ago. So oh. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hey, Chicha B's here. What's up, girl? Um, good to see everybody in chat finally. What's up, Weedis? Um, I didn't see all of you guys earlier because I didn't realize that there is, um, I didn't see the whole chat section. Oh, that's funny. So, you know, I, I used to suggest that before the show be, you know, beforehand. And I found <laughs> some people have a, hey, yeah, hey, hey, can do it easily. And they can sometimes are distract. So, yeah. But, so, some people like to see what's going on in chat. So, you know, I guess I should be throwing that out more. I like to, I'd like to see, but um, to say hello to everybody. What's up? Um, but I do use a lot of good things too. As you could tell, I'm sort of kind of getting distracted right now. What's up, everybody? <laughs> um, did we want to go ahead and um, and end the one on one and then invite some other peoples if they wanted to join us in the conversation? All right, well, yeah, we could do that. <laughs> like I said, this this hour, this episode is. This is this is your show. This is your gig. You know, I just sit back and just try to keep the conversation going night after night. That's what I. That's what I'm here for. So if you want to, so if you want to invite people in, this is how we have to do it. We have to, uh, of course, say our goodbyes, and I have to, you know, give that little bit of this feel I gave you pre-show. See, I do. I divide it up in case you know. The, the next portion, We Nerd World, uh, won't affect your episode. So if something gets said or done in We Nerd World, then it strikes down the episode, then it would take down your episode Our as well episode. if they were interconnected. Oh, I got so a question. This is how we'll... Go ahead. You're the, Sorry. This is your show. What can people this say or show? do? This is your show, Eagle. What can people say or do to shut down like a weed nerd show? Because I know in Canada you can't talk seeds or where you bought seeds well, from. More or less, it's things we kind of touched on. I mean, if you were to start really trying to preach pandemic stuff, pandemic. As, you know, you know, COVID plus the minuses, I'm trying to say now without strike. That makes sense. You yeah. know, like, as truth, you know, you have to do this, this is this, what's going on. Certain topics, if you mention, we'll get, you know, there's even songs, man. If you play the Almond Brothers, can't you see right now? They'll pull the plug on us in 30 what? seconds. What? Yes, I swear to you. In copyrights, it's well, the woman. No, I got the song stuck in my head. It's been doing to me. It's a great song. Yeah, that's a good so, one. 
that's completely up to you. Uh, you know, if you want, you know, and if, I don't, uh, this is part of the, the thing here, as I explained to you earlier on. I don't invite anybody to Weed Nerd World. You're all invited night after night. Anybody that's a past guest, if it fires up, Chad Westport's a past guest, smiling, you know, teach us a past guest, they can all come rushing in. You know what I mean? It's, it's one comes all. They've earned, the, they've earned the right. And now you've earned the right. Anytime you see the name in the title, Monday nights are guaranteed We Nerd World Night. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. No guess, We Nerd World. That's you can okay. count on. You know, there's definitely going to be one. The other nights is when, you know, things, depending on how the night goes. Mm-hmm. You want one tonight? We're having We Nerd World. Right? You know, we'll, we'll call this good. We'll get the sound bite and then take us a little break and fire it back up. You same link, the same link that you have now. And we'll, we'll fire up weed nerd world and it's come one, come all let's hang out. So if that's what you'd like to do. It's like I said, this is your night. You have my attention till 420. If you want to take it one-on-one till then I'm good. If you want to, check out and have some fun with the community that you've earned the key to <laughs> hell yeah take this some bitch for a ride <laughs> no better time than now to see what you got right that's the truth i want to see no what's behind door now. number two yeah i know Do I take the red pill or the blue one <laughs> yeah um i Teacher think says she's to- ready Oh, good, good, good. Bring her on. That would be a lot of fun. Let's do that. I need okay. to... Um, but, I well, before, we go, before we go... Okay. Miss Green Goddess. Before we go, I have to uh, thank you for this episode firsthand. You know, I, I greatly appreciate you taking the time coming out and hanging and talking with me. It's, I've enjoyed getting to know you a lot deeper than the Instagram that I've seen and the other places that I've seen you as well. It's nice to, to get to know the person behind yeah. the IG and all that good stuff. So I appreciate, greatly appreciate you. Not only that, you've opened up and made tonight possible because I have a guest. Without <laughs> guests, I can't, it's no fun showing up. It is fun, but you've opened the night for us to have spend some more time together with you know the community so i appreciate that and the next thing i'd like to get from you is the sound bite basically the sound bite is like an old school uh, uh the artist radio station identification thing so in my words my version and there's no right or way, wrong way to do this it's all each their own but basically as long as you get this much into it so basically, I'm looking for, hey, this is Eagle, and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode 505. So long as it's got that part in it, you can put whatever in the beginning, whatever at the end. You can give a shout out. You can plug whatever you want, as long as it's got that in the body of it. And this is the only portion I record, and this will be played at some point as a commercial for your episode. So kind of yeah. 
keep in mind you want to encourage them to watch right <laughs> so i'm hitting record now anytime you are ready i am ready for your soundboard What's up, everybody? This is Green's Goddess. I'm kicking it with Eagles Gardens, fucking talking shit with him, episode 505. Don't forget to samurai slash that like button. Cheers. Damn, that nailed that shit. That was <laughs> professional as shit. Holy cow, yeah, that, 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 that was a one and done right there. <laughs> that was, thank you. That was a good one. All right. Thank you for now, having me you, as a guest on your show because I've really had a lot of fun just hanging out and getting to know you personally because I've watched a lot of your shows with like other people so you're hearing like a lot of people talking together you know but when it's just like the one-on-one -on -one, we were able to really sit down and, and connect and get to know each other and and see each other's interests opinions and thoughts and I'm really glad that we got to take a, a bit of a dive into like some of the spiritual shit because um, everyone can use um, an influencer, I don't know what word I want to use, um, influence to understand that there's so much more to this world around them. And, and we just fucking tighten all. But um, what's most like important about all that is our brain and how powerful our freaking brain can be. So I'm really glad that we got to hang out. I got a lot of work done. I wouldn't have gotten all this work done. I probably would have tapped out a long time ago and said, ah, I'll get to it tomorrow. But truth is it's gonna be crispy Colorado weed if I don't jar it up all tonight. So I'm so thankful that you had me on your show and that we got this time to do this one-on-one -on -one and like really get to know each other. And, and then I got to do my work in the same time. <laughs> But now that I see uh, everyone on chat, I'm just like, let's bring some people on if they want to come in on talk. I'd love to hang out and, and talk for a little while. 92 watching right now. That ain't bad for this time of morning. They're, that tells you right there that they've enjoyed tonight's conversation as well. So nice. get that bathroom break in. I will do the same. I will refresh my tray, my drink. I will see yes. you back in, say, five minutes. I will be back on. That's no commitment for you. You can join in five, ten minutes, whenever you're ready to come back on. But I will yeah. be here. We will be here <laughs> filling up and waiting for your return. So thank you very much for those of you in chat. Thank you for tuning in. You guys know the deal. Uh, do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness. Do change lives. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next.